Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Great Scott, and welcome to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. Whoa, this is heavy. <laughs> What's going on, man? What? It's been uh, raining over here. Steph and I have a whole house for ourselves for about 10 days. My mother and her boyfriend were uh, uh, on vacation or something, and then... They came back just in time for us to do a recording. Uh, awesome. So it was it was nice to have a house to ourselves. We 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 cooked a lot. Um, I cooked some pasta. Yeah, stuff, you so. did. That shit looked good as hell. It was fucking good, man. You, uh, if I ever come to Jersey or if you ever come here, you're gonna I'm gonna have to cook for you. Fuck yeah. Um. Also with us tonight, uh, back for his second appearance is Mike. He, hey, he, hey, man. <laughs> he came back. I don't know why. Uh, glutton for punishment, I guess. Who knows? Yeah, pretty he's much. Our, yeah. He's our groupie. He's our groupie. <laughs> I thought that was Arlen. <laughs> uh, I got that. Oh, used to be. Uh, but hey, we got to give a shout out to Mike for uh, he. For those of who don't know, yeah. we have a new logo setting up, and we put out the test logo or, or well, the no, that's draft. Just, or that's just the artwork. We haven't even seen the logo yet. Okay, so the artwork that we have now posted on on Twitter and uh, Twitter <laughs> and but, Facebook, uh, Mike, put did, it on Mike Facebook, did an amazing fucking job on it. So we we got to give a real round of applause for Mike here. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> you uh you put that on Facebook, I thought, didn't you? I put that on my Facebook. I haven't put it on the podcast. Well, no, uh, no, no, we don't want to do that yet. But anyway, um, I also we- sent it to about. 10, 15 people on my text messages. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Speaking well, of Facebook. The same reaction. They're just kind of like, cool. <laughs> can you hear me clearly? Because I feel like we're talking over each other more than usual. Not when I'm talking. Then I can see you're obviously you're talking, but then it sort of bleeds in. Okay. Just checking. Um, speaking of Facebook real quick, before we get into tonight's topics, um, <laughs> I love the conversation between you, me, and Maddie Granger the other day. It cracked me the fuck up. About the oh. the Ray the Ray shit. Oh, but yeah. Uh, that for those who don't know what we're talking about, there was an article about how like there's a rumor that Ray is a clone of Luke, and the Knights of Ren are also clones. Okay. And I had sort of called and predicted that way back when Force Awakens um, was released. I said I think Ray is either. A reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker, or she is a clone of Anakin Skywalker. 
So they, it's not exactly a theory though, because they're saying it's a clone of Luke, but it's still the same type of thing. So I posted a thing saying I fucking called it, and then CJ wanted to start a fight. I said, actually, no, Maddie Granger called it. I said, no, Maddie Granger did not. He said that the Knights of Ren are going to come back, which, okay. But he also was like, Padme equals fucking... Right. You know what? We're getting all of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that I'm fucking right, and fuck you guys. Um, No. But anyway. <laughs> so I just thought that was fun, though. It's fun to interact with Matty Granger again. Which, by the way, he should be coming up on an episode soon, along with the um, Women of the Body Count podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun for the roundtable. I'm excited to get that one going. Oh, I got something that I could throw your way that you you guys will find funny. Sure. A friend of mine uh, on Facebook posted, um, because he has a cabin somewhere, I think, north, and it was like snowing up there. And he posted a photo of a giant snowball that he had like built and i uh responded with a gift comment of willem from clerk saying that's beautiful man <laughs> that's funny that's good but Perfect. he didn't yeah. he didn't get it because everyone else was making like snow snowman jokes and yeah. like and like a couple of people were making more than one reference of like that looks like a giant rock of cocaine that that reminds me of the 80s that reminds me of the bar that i used to frequent and then I said, you all are fucking stupid. This is like, if you know the character's name of the gift that I'm posting, it's even funnier because his name is fucking Snowball. Right. Right. That's pretty fucking funny, dude. Good job. Yeah. So, um, in that same vein, real quick, a lot of, a lot of positive feedback from Mike's previous episode, the uh, number 37 in a row. So, <laughs> so that was... That's getting a lot of lot of or not thirty seven. Mike's was thirty four. Thirty seven in a row is coming. That's the clerk's commentary. But I got my episodes confused. But either way, a lot of positive feedback, Mike. So thank you for coming on board and yeah. coming back again. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Yeah. We're good to have you. Glad to have you. And we're doing. I think. I think you asked to be on this one, didn't you? This particular topic, didn't this another one you asked to be a part of? Yeah, I asked. I well, I forget. I texted you. So, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you guys should do a Back to the Future uh, podcast, and you said it's already on the list. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do it with you guys if you want. Yeah, that's basically how it came down, So, yeah. and that is what we're talking about tonight, and that's why I started this show the way I did, and almost made Rico choke on this coffee, <laughs> which was kind of the goal. So, <laughs> Every once in a while, I like throwing those at you. You know what I mean? Like, every yeah, once in a while. Like, yeah, you'll do the, um, like the Halloween one, you're like, you know, good evening. Like you were. I tried to do like a Dracula style welcome to Potescu, and it came out terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Rico, I'm I'm on your side with the whole Halloween thing and CJ disliking the original Halloween. I don't know what that shit's all about. Well, See, CJ, this is what I'm telling you. Ever since we've talked about Halloween, <laughs> everyone's going to bring up the fact that you're a dumbass when it comes to. Them. I've should been we, sending them like hate mail every day. Should we? Yeah, <laughs> anonymous should, hate mail. Should we have tell them about the meeting we had with with Jess very quickly? I won't get into all the details, but that part of it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So we're doing this roundtable we've talked about, and we were meeting with one of the guests that's going to be on it. Um. One of the co-hosts of the Body Count podcast, Jessica, and she did. We tell her or had she heard the episode. I don't remember. We. I think we, we told her. We. We told her we were giving her. Um. 
episodes to listen to get a feel for it. That's we right. We just listen to everything. Yeah. Um, and then you brought up my... Own we love our own shit. So I kept saying like, oh, this one's really good. And also this one's really good. Fucking just watch, listen to the whole fucking thing. Which if I'm understanding correctly, she is doing. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, she's but catching, She's catching up. But you did mention my disdain for Halloween and she all but came through the screen at me. <laughs> yeah, she almost fucking Michael Myers your ass. She almost stabbed you through the fucking like feed. It was amazing. I... To see. It was amazing to see a woman like really just kind of like respect you and then have no respect for you in like a matter of like two seconds. Well, we won't get into the why, but when when I told her what I did for a living is when I lost the respect, if yeah. you recall. But we can't. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, yeah. um, Halloween didn't, didn't help. Uh, and then Mike, Halloween did you, didn't help. Yeah. Did you but, see the 2018 Halloween? Did yeah. I? No, talking fuck to you, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to oh. someone on my side. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. What'd you think? Terrible. Yeah. See. Capital T. <laughs> See, I'm not that far off. The first one was terrible. Why shouldn't the new one be terrible? Well, because the first one's a fucking classic, and every you know, CJ, shut the fuck up. You don't have an opinion. I should have known from the very beginning because they named it Halloween 2018 when it's supposed to be a direct sequel from the original Halloween. So you name so Halloween one is named Halloween, right? And then the second one is called Halloween, right? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. How does that make I sense? Heard- I heard rumors it was supposed to be called Halloween Returns, which is not an amazing title, but it's still better than just Halloween. Yeah. Plus, Obviously, Halloween's going to return. Plus it, plus it, it's, it's, I mean, all kidding aside, it, it is confusing with also having the the Rob Zombie version somewhere in the middle of all that also called Halloween. So, like, it's, whether it's good Don't or bad. Don't started not, on those. <laughs> well, regardless of how good or bad those are, that's not the point. The point is that all three are sharing the same title, and that's where it gets a little, yeah, a little, you know. But that was a reboot, you know. That like, the, right. The Halloween 2018 is a like supposed Direct to be a sequel. direct sequel yeah. from you know the 1979, 79, 79, 78, something like that. Yeah, 78. Uh, my whole, my, I just heard like a rumor that like allegedly they're gonna make another one, and by that. Alone, that means Laurie Strode is the worst person to prep for Michael Myers for forty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was it was so. a big letdown for us. Me and my wife went and saw it. Uh, I think uh, the week it came out, and uh, yeah, man, total bummed by the end of it. There, there's something. There's like good sequences in the movie, like when he does like um, the nonstop uh, camera sequence where he goes in like to the two houses or whatever. Like that part's yeah. great. That's like the best part of the whole movie. But as far as like the plot and everything, it just it it just didn't do it for me. My take on it was that the fan, like the director and the writers, were clearly fans, but they sort of missed the whole point of why it was awesome. Yeah. Like there are some nice little homages to the original, where like the the role reversal of Laurie Strode sort of becoming Michael Myers in in, in retrospect, where she gets knocked off the off the off the uh, roof, and then like he looks back, and she's gone. Right, kind of right. like an homage to the first one, or how she is sort of stalking her granddaughter from across the street at the school. Yeah. Those little things like that, I'm like, that is fucking, that is awesome. How they fucking did that. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, let's 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 make a joke about fucking peanut butter on the penis and fucking yeah. What was uh, that about? Like, yeah, I remember bond me sandwiches, and you're like, what the fuck, Danny McBride, stop it. Yeah. It, uh... Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> it I didn't really... see it, but when I remember you told me about the peanut butter and the penis thing, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, 
it came out yeah. of nowhere, and obviously Danny McBride wrote that. Obviously, yeah. But I don't think he's going to be writing the next one. He's not going to have any writer credits. I don't know for the next one. I, as far as I mean, David Gordon Green is a talented enough filmmaker, uh, regardless of whether he's doing stoner comedies or serious. And he he did make a good horror film. He's yeah, it looked good. Adam. It looked good. You know, it just the story wasn't there. Yeah. Like the whole the whole plot twist with the with the doctor. Ugh, when that I, when I, that happened, I was I was, I was okay with I was I call it the anti Loomis. I was okay with the anti Loomis until he put the mask on. Then I'm like, all right, you lost me. Like this is sacrilegious. Yeah. There's also a new uh, a new Child's Play reboot trailer just dropped. I heard. Yeah. Dude, I don't. I, I'm guessing Mike, you're more of a horror fan than CJ. Right? Yeah, that, that that would be correct. <laughs> Okay, so that's not hard to you, do, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, what was your take on the Child's Play franchise? Like, love it or hate it? Did you just still like kind of love some or hate or hate them all? Yeah, uh, Child's Play was probably like um, it's like one of those like cheesy horror movies, you know. But I, yeah. I, I saw it when I was a kid, so <laughs> to me, it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life when I was watching it at <laughs> eight years old or whatever. But uh, it, it, you know, obviously, yeah, as they went way. to like. What's that? I was the same way. I I saw Chucky fucking haunted me when I was like six years old because I have I have older brothers who fucking terrorized me with Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> but you could also almost like almost put in the category of like Nightmare on Elm Street where like the first one is like fucking crazy scary, but like also like um kind of campy too. And then like as yeah. they kept on making more and more movies, they just got more and more campier campier and just like you know i don't know like well and, and, then, and then the recent netflix sequels like cult of chucky uh, curse of chucky got actually sort of going back to the original vein of being scary they were better they were they were pretty good for being netflix movies and they were held by the fucking original creators uh, don mancini and, and whatnot and then so fucking universal just have nothing to do with with the original creators who's still making other movies as well as a TV series made their own reboot fucking movie. And it's going to be, have, so it's going to be a separate Chucky movie while we still have the original Chucky movie. It's basically Halloween, Halloween. Like you're having two separate fucking timelines. You're like, what the fuck? And the new trailer dropped and it, it fucking looks like the, the quality looks good, but I know I'm just like being a hardcore Puritan and be like, this is fuck. This is not the Chucky I grew up with. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it when it comes out. Do we know who's voicing Chucky? They they haven't specified. I'm it, look. If I'm being honest, it's probably gonna be. It looks like there. The trailer implies it looks like it's a fucking robot and not a soul uh, possessed serial killer in a doll thing. Yeah, so it's gonna be like an it, AI it looks, thing going wrong, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like if a fucking Tamaguchi said, "Fuck it." <laughs> Tamagotchi. Oh my God, Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's going to be, yeah, where yeah. I, I think they're going to do like a, like the, the good guy little like voice, like want to play. I think it's going to be that. Yeah. So we're going to have sounding very effeminate doll running around the knife. Yeah. Cause if they make it more like computer, like, like uh, mechanical like that, they could probably go like the 2001 a space odyssey uh, direction, you know, like make them like how, like where he's just like, it's just like a calm voice, but it's like sinister at the same time, you know, like, uh, you know, I can't do that, Hal. Or like maybe Chuck would be like, um, <laughs> come play with me, you know, kind of like Shining-esque 
kind of thing. I don't know. Just I'm kind of sounding really bored, like, okay, I'm trying <laughs> I'm to the end. I'm stabbing I, you in the heart right now. I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline that said that Jennifer Tilly saw the trailer and hates it. Because wasn't she involved oh, yeah. in the first one or something? She was involved in The Bride of Chucky. Okay. She was in 4, 5, 6, and 7. Oh, okay. wow. Jesus. <laughs> But she, yeah, she. I didn't read the article, so and you know how clickbait is. So it probably isn't as bad as they made it sound. But yeah. still, that's what it, it said. It, so it, 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 she posted a photo of her with her Tiffany doll, which is the character she plays in the movies. Right. And she, new Chucky movie. Fuck you guys. We're out. Okay. Um, I did just look it up. It actually, actually, what she probably said was, "Fuck you guys. Have out because her <laughs> fucking voice is just that's fucking, pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. Got a few of them. Um, I just looked up the child's play. They are keeping it very close to the chest. I thought they might say, like, in the on the IMDb, who's voicing Chucky, and it's not. So, if, no, they, if, they, if they they could cast anybody, and the pants would still be pissed off that it's not Brad Dourif. Okay, so it's. I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but it's kind of the same thing. Going back to the Maddie Granger days, where. I was pissed off about someone else being Snake than David Hayter, if you remember. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, be curious uh, to see. So we're, we're, we're moving on from Child's Play. We're going on to Back to the Future. Two, two I, movies that are very directly related to each other. Yeah, right? No, I'm, <laughs> I do want to just, because I felt so left out in the last, like, 15 minutes um, <laughs> that I do want to mention about one reboot I know they're doing that I want nothing to do with and that's the Big Trouble in Little China reboot. I'm really really upset about that. Like, they're, they're not doing yeah, it? Or they, they are doing oh, okay. it and that's what I'm upset about. So Is that Michael? Was that, was that, was who, who's the John Cena? Is that who's going to be in it? No, The Rock. Really? Dwayne Johnson's going to be um, um, oh Jesus Christ I just blanked on his name. Jack. Jack Burton. Yeah, he's of course the, the rock is going to be in another movie. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if it's that's the thing. Like, there's there's too much about this that I'm not aware of yet. Like, so I don't know if it's doing a flat out recopy and that it's Jack Burton, or if they're just doing it more like Jumanji, where it's a spirit of, but not a. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I don't know enough to know that if they're doing it that way or not. But either way, they just <clears> need <throat> to leave it a fuck alone. Did you guys hear? Because you remind me of Jumanji, like Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas, one of the fucking Jonas Brothers is in that in the sequel. Did you hear that? He, whoever the which whichever one was in Jumanji wants to be Batman. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's Joe. I think it is Joe Jonas. Yeah, but they're really like they're. I mean, I I when we talked about this last time, there was just a small rumor of Robert Pattinson. Now it's like. Everyone is talking about yeah. Robert Pattinson probably going to be Batman. I I still wanted to be what was his name Dylan O'Brien, the one from um, Maze Runner. I think. Yeah. I like him. I want him to do it. I like him a lot. Um, I'm still clinging to my theory that it's just this is going to be a younger Bruce Wayne Batman, and then Bruce Wayne's still on retainer for the later grown up ones. That's that's well, what I'm hoping. The biggest question I heard, and I think it's a valid question, real quick, is. Is he still going to... Yes, he's not going to be in The Batman, meaning Affleck. But is he going right. to be in Suicide Squad too, to stay with the continuity there? Dude, I'm still trying to fucking wrap my head around, like, this Birds of Prey and the... Um, oh, that trailer the, was I mean, terrible. The <laughs> of 
of who gives a fuck. I mean, well, I did have a mini kind of random freak out because I randomly rewatched the movie Jack with Robin Williams and Bill fucking Cosby. Such a good movie, except that Cosby's in it, but, you know. Yeah. And any movie with Robin Williams now is just heartbreaking to watch. Mm-hmm. And so I was rewatching it and I'm like, I was looking at, there's, there's two girls that bully him at one point. Like, you know, like how old are you? Like one was black, the other was blonde with like glasses and shit. The African American girl is one of the main stars of fucking birds of prey. Oh shit. She, so it was so weird for me to like see her and I'm like, God, she looks familiar. Who the fuck is this? I looked at her, I'm like, Holy shit. She's like got a massive career now. I don't even know who the fuck she is. Yeah. Right. So that reminds me uh, of a movie called Back to the Future, and I think <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of these movies we got to talk about, and I actually need to talk about the cartoon series for a minute, because I tried to go back and watch that for this, and I got five minutes into the first episode and threw the double middle fingers up and said, fuck this noise, and turned it off. I've never even seen it. Okay. Well, good for you, first <laughs> off. Oh, first okay. off, do you know who voiced uh, Doc in the animated series? That's the first problem I have. Oh, really? Yeah, not who did it. I don't have a problem with who did it, but to to your point, um, go ahead and say it, Mike. I didn't mean to cut your... It's, uh, I hope I said the last name right, Dan Castanella from Simpson? Castanella. It's Homer. Uh, yeah, Homer, Homer Simpson? Homer Simpson. Yeah. Don't... Now, that I don't have a problem with. That I'm Well, I have a problem with it, but not because it's Dan. That I could care less about. He's a good voice actor, and I, I like him quite a bit, and I've seen him in a bunch of things, so I'm fine with that. My issue is that they intersperse live-action stuff throughout the cartoon where Christopher Lloyd fucking shows up <laughs> and does the live-action shit but doesn't voice the goddamn cartoon. What the fuck? That would be the equivalent of having Robin Williams like on screen as the genie, and then when they do the animated shit, it's Dan Castellaneta. Right, that's exactly what it's like. So that's not my my criticism is not of Dan, and my criticism is if you're gonna you've got him to do the live action interspersals, why the fuck didn't he just voice the thing? Because Biff Thomas Wilson voices Biff in the show. I think it's a budget thing. Probably, but I mean, but you got him to do the live shit. So if he's doing that, then you just work it into the contract. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. it's it's irrelevant now because the show is over. But it ran three seasons, believe it or not. I, I guarantee. I this is my theory. I bet because it was probably Christopher Lloyd didn't want to do merchandise shit, so they probably had Dad Castellaneta getting the feel for the voice, so that if they had like a fucking Doc Brown animated series doll. It would be Dan Kessel now, and the kids aren't being like, "That's not fucking Christopher Lloyd." We know the difference. It would probably that's why because uh, same thing happens with um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks plays Woody on on Toy Story, but his brother does Jim the, Hanks yeah. does all the all the voice shit for toys and video games and whatnot. I've so. heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's at least. I guess it's closer. But and here's the other thing, and we'll talk about this other part later. But there's a game that came out. Seven years ago, I guess it the is. Telltale now. Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and are, they, are they still making them? No, no, they haven't made them in oh. a long time. And actually, ooh, excuse me, Telltale just went out of business like a month ago. Like, just shut the doors one day, like that. No warning, no nothing, just gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, 
Unfortunately, we're not going to get a third chapter of the Batman because those Batman Telltale games are amazing, but that's another conversation. Um, but they did do a Back to the Future, and they got Christopher Lloyd to come back and do Doc Brown, and they even got the original Jennifer, which we'll talk about as we get into it later. Like, it's not Elizabeth Shue. It's the original Jennifer from the first first movie. Comes back and plays Jennifer in the in the game. So the only person they didn't get back, which, and I understand why, is Michael J. Fox. And it was because he was dealing with the Parkinson's. And he thought, he himself, I actually, there, there's actually a, an extra that comes with the game that I watched. And he, they interviewed Michael J. Fox about it. And he said that he didn't do it because he was afraid it wouldn't sound authentic enough. And he didn't want to disservice the character that way. And so they got this kid to do it, who's fucking amazing sounds exactly like them too it does it's a and it and it's it's probably the closest you're going to get to a back to the future four because it really does pick up at the end of three and it it plays really well um it's a really really good game i haven't played it but i I was figuring like maybe one of you guys played it but it's definitely worth checking out oh yeah but i don't get it on ps4 no, it's a PS3 title. Okay. I don't think you can get it on the 4. And with Telltale being out of business now, I don't know if you're going to be able to get it at all. Right. So you'd have to look. But it it is really good. Um, it's episodic. But at this point, all the episodes are out. So you should be able to just get it all in one shot. But I right. think they're $9.99 an episode or something. So it's going to be a little pricey. But, it's wor- but it is worth it. If you're, a fan, if you're mm-hmm. a fan of the series like the three of us are, then you're going to enjoy it. If you're not, then maybe not so much. Yeah. But Well, if they have a PS4... For- PS4, I'll try it out. But yeah, then, I, you, know. you could you could check it, Mike. I just don't know. I I haven't. I played it on the three when it came out. Like I bought it when it first launched, yeah. and then I paid for it up front. So I paid less, but I got everything. It was like one of those things where like, if you pay for it all up front, you get all the pieces. Yeah. They did the same thing with the Walking Dead. Yes. Telltale games. Yeah. yeah, I didn't play that, but I'm same concept. And if you like those, then you'll like this because it's that. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the same vein. Um. But yeah, and they got everyone to come back for. I think I think Thomas Wilson did Biff in that too. Like they got everyone to come back except Michael J. Fox, and and I, I'm okay with him not doing it for the reasons it makes sense. So, Rico, you're how did uh, you're, you're I'm, really I'm you guys talk? How did how did uh, Castle another sound? As, as... I mean, it's okay. It's not bad because it is Dan Castellaneta, and he's good. He's a good voice actor. I think he's like I've said. He I think he's really good at his craft. But when you have Chris, because here's the thing, like, you'll go from a live interspersal of Christopher Lloyd on screen talking to you, and then it'll shift to the cartoon, and you'll hear Dan, like, I mean, within seconds, Rico, we're not talking, like, a huge mm-hmm. gap. And so it, it it's a little disjarring, I guess, is the word for it, because mm-hmm. you're, especially for people like me who know what Doc is supposed to sound like. I guess if you're like a six-year-old kid watching Saturday morning cartoons, because that's when this aired. It was a Saturday morning cartoon when they used to have that kind of thing. You know. <laughs> in the good old days. In the good old days, yeah. When you had those, it probably didn't bother anybody. And I, I guarantee you I watched it. I remember watching it as a kid. And as a kid, I probably didn't pick up on it. But as a, oh, no way. No way. As an adult, I noticed the difference. And it's yeah. it's frustrated <laughs> we weren't following uh voice credits at the end of uh yeah <laughs> shows right when we were like six yeah wait for the oh. commercials to come on you know yeah i mean oh. all the toy commercials i should say Be- being fair mike i think you and i were closer to 11 when it came out but still yeah like it's okay yeah <laughs> um still bought toys when i'm 11 no, fuck still yeah. buy still buy toys now so fuck yeah dude <laughs> yeah. didn't you tell me you just got rid of your ninja turtles like last year or the year yeah. before something yeah. like that 
I didn't mention it when you said it last time. My favorite Ninja Turtle toy was a pizza thrower. I love that fucking thing. The pizza thrower from yeah. The, um, was like a, it was like a gun that like no, shot. It was like, like a, it was like a gigantic tank thing that you could put the turtle in. It had these little plastic discs. Oh yeah, these, yeah, yeah. I thought it, it went on the uh, the the their uh, their truck though, right? Their van. No, it could be by itself because I never had the van and I had the pizza thrower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, they, like, on the van they had a pizza thrower. It was like a oh, full, no. full pie. Okay. And you put them in there and it just like shoots like full pies of pizza. So it was also a tank version of it. All right. Yeah, and I had that. But anyway, <laughs> um, back to the future though. I would love to have had a toy of the DeLorean. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I never had that, but I did actually sit in the Back to the Future Two DeLorean, um, at the Philly Car Show. Which that, is this weekend, right? Well, this year, but this was like years ago. They're doing it, it this year, too. The DeLorean's at the Philly Car oh, Show. Oh, is this, it? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's ironic. I didn't know that. That's just coincidence. My, my sister and um, is taking her uh, her, her son, yeah. yeah. My, my nephew, who I gave the Ninja Turtles to. See, it all ties together. We're, we're making this yeah. work. The um, Ghostbusters car is there. Ecto-1 is there. Ecto-1's there? Yeah. I love that Walmart commercial. Have you seen that Walmart commercial for curbside pickup? No, I don't, I don't think so. It's uh, it? they're they're promoting their curbside pickup. So they found all these like famous movie and TV cars, and they're all doing curbside pickup, and including That's so cool, yeah. including the new Bumblebee, like the from the new movie, which looks pretty good. Bumblebee is there today as well. Is he? Yeah. All right. Um, but like Kit shows up, the DeLorean shows up, the original '89 Batman car shows. No, I think it's I think it's Affleck's Batmobile, but. And then, like, the Jurassic Park Jeep from the nice. original one. Like, nice. there's... Wow. Yeah, yeah, It's pretty neat. So, um, let's get into the movies. I'll, Rico, I will tell you, I did something I've never done for this show before, and it's be, and it's all Mike's fucking fault. I'm just saying that now. <laughs> because the man showed up for the second time with a fucking legal pad full of notes. So, I knew he was going to do that. So, I took some fucking notes, because I wasn't coming unprepared for this one. I like to prep. I'm a prepper. So... Well, as long as you don't have, like, a bomb shelter with, like, fucking AK-47s in it. Not yet, but I do have a plan. <laughs> so, um, should we just start from the beginning, or what do you think, Rico? Yeah, yeah, let's start at the beginning. Uh, do you guys know the origin and the inspiration for the script itself? Yes, sir. I don't, so you two Mike, go. Take it away. Uh, so one of the writers in the movie, Bob Gale, came up with the... Uh, the thought of um, would he hang out with his father in high school? Oh, if, neat! All yeah. right, so first, first off, let's answer that question. Well, because his dad was the uh, the valedictorian or something like that, and he was like, "I didn't hang out with the valedictorian in my high school, so I would 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 I have hung out with my father, the valedictorian, had I been in the same grade as him in high school?" So that's where. We're well, I'm sorry, but let's let's answer. Let's actually answer that. Like our respective fathers, would you hang out with your father in high school? You go back to the year they were seventeen, and you were seventeen. Would you hang out with your father? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rico, you answer first because I got to think about that for a second. Yeah, I'm gonna think about it too, but I'm I'm gonna automatically say yes. Um, I think my my dad actually ran this question by me when I was like twelve or thirteen. He's like, you know, Rico. I think you and I would have been friends if we were the same age and we were with the school together. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from, Dad? <laughs> okay. But because my dad's 80. So I'm like, okay, so if I went to your high school the same time as you, it'd be 1950. Like, it would be really the same thing as uh, Back to the Future. 
Right. And I'm right. I'm thinking like, all right, that that'd be interesting. I, I I'd be into that. But I also knew my dad was a complete fucking nerd oddball, but not to the extent of like, you know, like he wasn't. My dad's not into geeky shit. My dad was just like a history buff, and he loved okay. reading and he loved classical music. He just detested rock and roll. It still does. <laughs> so I think he and I would have probably had some interesting arguments. But I also know that if I had a fight, he would be the person I would look for to help me in a fight. Right. That's that. That's how I clarified. I'm, I told my dad, I'm like, I think I'd have you as a friend, but I don't think I particularly like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, and he said, I'm your father. I don't even like you now. <laughs> oh, ow. Um, yeah. For me... You know, Rico, it's a really interesting question for me because, first off, I have two fathers I can answer that about for number one. All right, so then you have two answers. Right. So my adopted father, probably not. Love him to death, but probably not. We wouldn't have gotten along, I don't think. Um, Forgetting age for a second, I theoretically could have hung out with my father when I was in high school, when he was in high school, my my biological father, because he would have been 17 when I was four. So, you know... That's uh that's a thing right there. Okay. So you have the complete opposite age thing that my father and I have. Yeah, kind of. Um, I know three when I was born. I was in in retrospect, I was sort of like my dad's midlife crisis. Some people get a fucking car. My dad had another son. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I I didn't know where to go from that. Um. But to answer the question seriously, yeah, if I could have been the same age as him, yeah, I think I would have hung out with him because I think we – I'd like to hang out with my dad now, my biological father, honestly, because he and I are very similar. So I would like to think we would have been pretty similar in high school if we were there at the same time too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think my biological father, yeah, my, my adopted father not so much. And that's not a slight on him as much as I just don't think we would have gotten along as well. So – so yeah, Mike, you you are correct. You uh, that is the inspiration to it, and uh, and I think it went through like uh, it it like so many studios and producers passed on it. Like, I think every every single one sort of had the same argument. Like, if this is it's creepy that the mom is trying to go after her son. Like that's not it okay. Is if you take this out. It is really creepy. To be fair, it's really fucking creepy. Um, and it's a family movie. I, <laughs> yeah, it's a family movie, and 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 I remember like what was you saying from I, our I, days in high school? Keep it in the family. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That was I think I remember reading that the only one that Disney was like Disney was okay with it, but they were like, oh, we we want to change it, but like the mother raping scene, that's fine. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like it, I, it's creepy, but. I, because I've heard it referred to as the mother raping scene before, and I don't feel like that's a accurate description of what happens. Well, right off the well, start, she... you got a seventeen-year-old kid hanging out with a fifty-year-old man scientist. And well, that's always been your thing, between. Rico. Right? I mean, that's always kind of been your thing. Is like you always wanted explanation on the relationship between re- between um, Marty and Doc. Well, I I actually asked that aloud when I was rewatching them with Steph, and I said. How do you th- how do you think they fucking met? And she said, "I'd like to think that uh, Doc went into like a guitar like place and got like a bunch of amps and everything to perform experiments on, 
and Marty was there testing it out. And they sort of just made a relationship that way. And I'm like, okay, so they, but still, how? Like at least Rick and Marty says it's like he's a he, he's uh, his grandfather. Like at least give me that. Yeah. Like he's he's an uncle or something. Well, my and, uncle Doc, which is what he calls him in the when he's back in 1955. Right. If you recall, he, when when Lorraine right. shows up, and he says it's my uncle Doc. You know, but um, even Doc looks at him like what? Yeah. Look, yeah, he looks at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, I think Doc just put like a classified out looking for like, uh, you know, lab rats. 15 year old boy. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, need some lab rats to do some tests on something. And maybe Marty was one of the subjects. They they hit it off together and you know, started hanging out. I don't, I don't know who the hell well, knows. I, and I have to ask you this, Rico, does this fall into the category of when we were talking about like songs like baby it's cold outside are we looking at this through 2018 slash 19 goggles no because i felt the same way when i watched it when i was a kid and i'm sure we all did we're all kind of like why is this fucking like she is really are we talking about like lorraine and marty is that what we're talking about i'm not saying you have to love football we all have different likes and dislikes people Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Or are we talking about no, Doc, no, and, Doc and Doc and Marty? No, I don't think there's anything like homoerotic about the two of them. I think, I think if Crispin Glover's character was your father, you would look for another father figure as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original version of him. I don't know about the the remake at the end, which we'll get to. But I mean, yeah. Uh, can we talk about Crispin Glover for a minute? Please. He's a fucking what? nutcase from what I understand, but that's... <laughs> yeah, what was up with, you know, like, it's kind of a charming performance, but if you if you remade that movie now, or if you just made that movie now, Crispin Glover's performance would have been just incredibly cringy. It's like, why? Hi, I'm your density. I mean your destiny just like is fucking i think his performance is the best of the whole movie i think he makes the movie yeah and i gotta be honest with you like and mike can kind of back me up a little bit since we went to high school together i was that awkward in high school i would not have been no because see i know you know about my relationship but like getting to that point was not smooth sailing like we didn't I didn't cast an over the shit out of her. That didn't go that well. <laughs> you know, like no, I, I, I'm, I'm not. Really, I'm, just, I'm talking about Crispin Glover as an actor. I'm talking about him as a person, as an actor. It's just it's a weird performance for him to be George McFly. He, obviously, he can't be too charming because he needs someone to 
set him and Lorraine up. But I'm right. saying Crispin Glover sucks. <laughs> What's that? I'm saying Crispin Glover just sucks. Well, oh, I love Crispin Glover. <laughs> I yeah, I don't have a problem with him either. Honestly, I'm kind of I'm with Mike on this one. I I I didn't have that much of a problem with him or his performance. I'm if you didn't like it, that's your prerogative. But I yeah. I got to tell you, I didn't really have a problem with it. I kind of went into a Crispin Glover wormhole yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, he's got music. He's got albums. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I've never heard any of it. How does it sound? Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Is it, like, him, is it him laughing like like George McFly the entire time? It might as well have been. It's more of him like talking through like out the uh, the songs rather than singing so like spoken word to music basically yeah pretty much but like he's he's kind of carrying a tune but it's more like it comes off more as like talking right so he shatnerizes it oh god a little bit but he does a couple like um a couple cover songs too like he does uh boots were made for walking oh no and then uh he did uh, boots were made for (laughs) walking And then he did um, uh, the cover of uh, Ben song from the Jackson Five about the you know the pet mouse or whatever the pet rat. Yeah, he was he played Willard. Yeah, I think um, I think he did a re- a remake of Ben too. Because no, Ben and Willard it was just Willard. What's that? It was only just one. It was just Willard. But Willard was a remake of like a '60s or '70s horror movie of the same name, and it was uh, right. a sequel to Ben. Or I vice versa. Ben, ben was the sequel to Willard, and then they made those in the seventies, and then Willard was just a standalone remake. Okay. I had heard talk they were going to make a sequel, and look, to be fair, I'm I'm, I'm being a little harsh about Chris Glover. He is good in that creepy fucking thin man role. Like, I mean, going back to like Charlie's Angels, he is effectively creepy as a creepy thin man. Mm-hmm. In the fucking awful fucking movie of Charles Angels, that was a that was a that was a two thousand movie in perfect two thousand like jargon and, and cinema. All right, like, guys, we're gonna take a quick break here because I found something. We'll be right back. Did you? Was that uh, part? Of the okay, part? I I I can't take any much more of that. That's I've had enough. That was my my ears are bleeding. Like that hurt. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or <laughs> iTunes. How's your How's your headache, Rico? It sounds like Robert Plant taking a shit through a tuba. <laughs> That's actually the name of the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Per- people who bought this album on Amazon also bought a shotgun and a noose. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I got to give him some credit. He sounded like the best shitty cover band of The Cure I've ever heard. Right? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. There's another I song. God, Rick, I'm sorry. Yes. No, 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 dude. I'm just, I, I, I think I need a cigarette. There's a there's another song I'm going to play later in the episode that is much better. And it's, um I'll, I'll tease it now, but it's by Thomas Wilson. Because he gets asked so many questions about Back to the Future, he actually created a song for a stand-up that answers all the questions. It's really fucking funny. I've heard it before. He actually walks around with like a, like a note card with uh, all the questions that people ask him. Yeah, all the answers are on this note card. So when people come up to him, to him. And he just hands yeah, it to him. I've hey, heard you're that. Bit from He's just like, uh, shut up. 
<laughs> reaches into his coat pocket, hands him the card, and says, keep on walking. But from what I understand, he's not shitty about it. Like, he's, it's fun. Like, he's oh, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. No, he's not like, what do you want, butthead? Right, right. He's not like, he's not piff. I've actually heard he's super, like, a really nice guy, but he I've also. I've heard that too. Because, um, going back to the first movie, do you, I know Mike knows this, but see, don't, don't, don't tell him, Mike. Okay. CJ, do you know who was the original Marty McFly? Yeah, that's Eric Stoltz. Okay, good. Yeah. So Eric Stoltz was like was filmed for like you know he did like eight weeks of filming and they just realized yeah. that he was. I mean, I've heard them say the term unfunny, but they've also said he just took it really seriously. Yeah, he was too serious and of they, an actor. I, and he was I, he was roughing up Tom Wilson. I've actually heard it compared to um, Ed Norton and the way he is really? on set. Yeah, that's one comparison I heard. Is that why we don't see Eric Stoltz anymore? <laughs> Yeah, there's probably. only there's only one Edward Norton. Yeah, <laughs> he changed his name from Eric Stoltz to Ed Norton, and still yeah. acts that way. Yeah. Um, so he he from I've read that he almost gave like uh, Tom Wilson a fucking like broke his almost broke his collarbone. Oh really? Roughing up in the the cafeteria scene, and poor Tom Wilson was finally going to get his revenge when he was supposed to like punch. Marty in the gut or something, and then they fired Eric Stoltz and cast uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Eric Stoltz Michael actually had the casting. I'm sorry, Eric Stoltz actually had the casting crew call him Marty on set. Yeah, I remember reading that. I yeah. didn't hear that, but yeah, there's a lot of method people like that. Like um, Daniel Day Lewis is like that. When he gets into a role, he he stays that way. And Maddie Granger alluded to Pacino being that way in that when we interviewed him. He didn't get into details, but he said Pacino was kind of like that. Well, Pacino is definitely an old school method. I think Rob, Robert De Niro is also. Dustin Hoffman for sure is a method actor. But Peter Weller of yeah. fucking Robocop thing. Yeah. He tried. Not, is, it, is it Peter? No, it's Peter Weir. No, that, Weller. You got it right. No, Peter. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, Peter Weller. He tried go he is a method actor and he like for the first Robocop he tried having the director Verhoven fucking call him Robocop or just Robo and then after like a couple days like the director's like this, this is fucking stupid dude. Yeah, dude, I can't it's be fucking Robocop. Robo the whole fucking movie. Yeah. I I'm not the biggest Peter Peter Weller fan. Like I mean I would cuz ironically I just watched um Star Trek Into Darkness again not too long ago where he plays like the the main bad guy and yeah. I mean, I like those movies. I like that J.J. Abrams interpretation, but he was <laughs> He was good in Dexter. He had a small reoccurring role as like a shitty P.I. He was good in that. But I've also heard like he also is a complete fucking asshole. It's a person where he is he? he slammed. Yeah, he like got into like an altercation with Corey Haim, amazingly enough. Like, well, and this is before Corey well, Haim was on he, drugs. Like, he was just he was a kid. Yeah, I'm thinking Feldman, because Feldman's a little loopy himself. You know what? That's it. You get him and fucking Crispin together and do like a duet album. That would be the <laughs> shit. I'd buy that album. I think they're playing Bono that, this summer. <laughs> that would be just shit. I agree with your word, but I would drop it off. Um, they might play the Super Bowl next year, too. I yeah, don't know. right. They'll be the halftime show. It'll be better than Maroon 5. Um... <laughs> Kristen Feldman. Kristen and Feldman. Um, let's get back to the movie for a minute, though. I so like I said, 
Mike showed up with notes, so I definitely took some to be prepared. And um, I don't know where you want to start with this thing, but it's uh, it's dude, I I love that movie. I mean, they're all good. That's why we're talking yeah. about them. But the they're, the first one, the first. Uh, What's your favorite out of all three? For years, I used to say two. I don't know that I feel that way anymore. Um, I think because you actually saw what twenty fifteen is like. You know, that too. We'll talk about Back to the Future Day when we get there because there was an actual Back to the Future Day on October 26, 2015. Sure was. Um, right. But I will say that one is probably my favorite just because it's the OG, but I think three is underrated. Like having gone back to watch these for this episode, I, I didn't realize how good three really is. I agree. I 100% agree. And I, I just think agree. it's... You didn't see it? No, I disagree. Oh, you disagree. Okay. Well, I, I, I you like love Halloween, so, you know. Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Make like a tree and fuck you. <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. Make like a tree and fuck you. <laughs> Make um, like a dick and fuck off. Yeah. Right? Um, should we talk about that real quick? How, like, that had to be fun for him to fuck all those up on purpose. That was he it was his no, idea. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. That's why we know our shit. I know. You um but that's always been the case, Rico, and I and that's what I love about our show is you you know the deep dive stuff much better than I do, and I appreciate that. Mike, what's your favorite? I mean, I gotta say the first one tops them all. But yeah. you know what? I used to think that like the second one was my second favorite and like the third one was just like, you know, trash or whatever. But after rewatching it uh, the other day, the third one, I was like, this one's really not that bad at all. Like, I don't know what I was thinking when I was younger watching it. I guess like maybe the love story didn't really, you know, do it for me when I was yeah. younger between Doc and Clara. But I love Mary Steenberger. I, I you know, I've always loved her. So. And just rewatching it this time, I was like, you know what? They hit all, you know, they hit all the plot points that they needed to. Um, um, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank now, but uh, if, I don't know. If I can add on to that, yeah, I think my personal favorite is the second one. I'll explain why when we talk about the second one. But I think the third one, as just a as a separate entry, like one is one, two is two, and three is three. Sure. I think three is the weakest, but it. It all makes sense. It makes sense that it would be in the Old West. I think I'm just, I have a problem. I'm the complete opposite of you. I don't like Mary Steenburgen. Um, <laughs> I think it, it just, as a trilogy, it is amazing. I, that's why I try really hard to just look at it as one long film. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, because I mean, once that, you do one, two, and three, then like, well, three just sucks. And, but I'm also biased because I don't. I'm not a Western fan. That's the other thing. Well, neither am I. Yeah, me neither, really. So, but I just think they did um, it well. I mean, for it being an all Western, and I think, and I think to Mike's point, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like, I think that's why I felt like three was the weakest for a long time. But I went and I watched it last night because I watched them all over the last two days, and. I didn't look at it from the point of view of a Western. I looked at it from the point of view of a Back to the Future movie. And when I looked at it from that perspective, through that lens, it really, like to Mike's point, it hit all the points. It hit what it needed to hit to be a Back to the Future movie. 
And I think it did it better than two did, honestly. No, and again, to your point, Rico, it's all one gigantic long movie. That's why, I mean, and we have not talked about it on this show yet, but that's how I look at The Matrix. I look at The Matrix as one gigantic movie. It's not three movies, and we'll save that for another day, but, like, that's same concept. So I, I get where you're coming from, you know? And I don't disagree. I think it really boils down that I don't like, I don't like, I don't know, man. I think it was, if it was just a different actress, I think I would have been. What, for Clara? I, yeah. I just, there's something about her. Oh, you're killing like, me, Rico. Killing I, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's good that we're having different opinions on this so we can have a He's going to put fight. a fucking Dude. dick coming out of your forehead on the picture now. Yeah, that's what you're going to get dick on the forehead. <laughs> I love Mary Steenburgen. I wish that I could fucking, you know, oh. I wish I was Doc so that I could fucking watch the stars with her and talk oh, about well. Dude, Mary Steenburgen still looks good to this day. I she's haven't like in seen her, her recently. She's but... probably in her late fifties, early sixties, or whatever. But I still it looks good. To nothing this day. to do with her looks, and she still is a beautiful woman. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I think it's just her delivery. It's it's her. It's, it's nothing to do with her looks. It is definitely her delivery and her voice. I think it's just I have a problem with. I think it's just a cringy thing where she's like, "Golly." Like, come on. Well, I, well, she's see, playing think, that damsel in distress role, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so. that's that goes back to some of the things we've talked about in general, Rico, where, like, actors are are somewhat held to what the scripts give them. And that's that's what that is. Like, I've got a bigger problem with them replacing Jennifer than I do with, with Mary Steenberg well, or whatever her name she, is. That was because she quit. Well, I get that. But, I mean, like... Even to the point that they reshot, which I appreciate the continuity, but they reshot the whole last sequence from the first one for the beginning of the second one to fit Elizabeth Shue in, which I think was a, well, maybe not the whole sequence, but all the parts where she was on screen anyway. Cause it, well, you have to make up for continuity. That makes no, sense. I, right. Um, I'm saying that was a smart idea, but like I... Also, they didn't even intend for this to be a trilogy. This was just supposed to be a one-off true. movie. Originally, they yeah. Did- when they were making the second one, they rushed into the third one. That's why it came out like a year later. Yeah, because the what? first one did so good, the studio picked it up to do. Okay, you're doing two more. You know that you're gonna make you're gonna make this a trilogy. So, and if I yeah. recall, and it might be one of the earliest examples of this, but I think they shot two and three simultaneously. Yeah, it was like shot over yeah. like eleven months or something like that, and released like three months apart or something. Yeah, so it's 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 all uh you know. Avengers Endgame and Infinity War except there's larger distance between the two but in terms of the way it was shot or Lord of the Rings where they shot all three of them at the same time so you know I, look I don't have any defense for why I didn't like Mary Seaver I just and, and, <laughs> and we're totally okay. giving you shit right now <laughs> yeah right and now uh, but and that's okay all, all kidding aside Rico like if that's your least favorite that's your least favorite but I mean we still gotta discuss it you know so well I, I like the second one most i mean look we're, we're all in agreement the first one is the og, is the OG. you yeah. got to respect it the second one i love in particular because it it ties in with the first one so fucking seamlessly where it even has two marty's in the same scene both trying to do the same fucking thing but doing different shit and at the same time it shows an alternate form of 2015 where biff is donald trump i mean really you know, that, was, Donald- that was 1985, not 2015. When he's basically Donald Trump, it's 85. You're right. You're right. That, that yeah. was my bad. The alternate 1985. Uh, no, no worries. Yeah, so he's, he's basically Donald Trump. I mean, to the point where they even said they based it on Donald Trump. 
Oh, did they? I didn't hear that. That doesn't surprise yeah. me, but I, I get it. I'm, I and now that scene we have the... President Trump, you can see the similarities. There's yeah. actually a deleted scene of Biff actually uh, grabbing some pussies in it, but they had to cut it <laughs> for a time. <laughs> oh, oh I love God. it. Nicely done, Mike. I like it. Um, so, should I should I go over some of these notes that I took? Because I don't do that very often, so I think I feel like I should. All right. So I only have a couple of notes on on one because again, we all agree it's it's pretty close to perfection. Do we not think that? Oh yeah, as a trilogy. Definitely. As a no, 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 just the first movie. Oh yeah. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty close to perfection. Yeah. I've actually have heard that uh, like film classes will use that, uh, that the script template as a basis to write the quote perfect script. The perfect okay. Screen. I do. So I have four, one, two, three, four things I wrote down. Some of them, one of them is kind of a question. The rest are just kind of observations and not really nitpicking as much as just things I noticed, but like it didn't change my perspective on the, the movie or the series in any way. So the first thing I have here is when when the time machine comes back from its first voyage with Einstein in it, it's covered in ice. And I mean covered like a shell of ice. And even when Doc touches it, he like reacts and goes, you know what is it? what is it hot? No, it's cold, damn cold. Right. And I don't think the time machine's ever covered in ice again at any point throughout the rest of the trilogy when it travels. I think that's the only time you see it covered in ice. They do show it covered in ice on some other do occasions. They? Yeah. Okay. I made sure, like, as I was rewatching the movies to make sure that I actually see some of the, you know, the ice covered. But it's time not machine. to that point, to that level of ice coverage. No. Would, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the first time they went back in time, so maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe, eh, I, I mean, know. like, I, I'm not. It's not a big deal, but it's something I observed, and yeah. I just wanted to point that out. I thought, um, yeah, because like when Marty goes back, uh, you know, a couple minutes later, and he like crashes into the barn. Yeah, it's really not icy at all, right? And then a lot of the other transfers, like, there's none. Like, I'll jump to the second one, which I have notes on. I'll get to that in a minute. But like when Biff comes back from stealing the thing, there's no ice on the fucking thing. Yeah, they wouldn't. I mean, they don't realize would, it's stolen till hours or days or whatever you want to call it later. Like, well, there's. I would argue that that Doc made modifications when because he went to the future. Got some okay, upgrades that's fair. I'll I'll give you that. That I will agree with you. But but to Mike's point about when he's in the barn mm-hmm. on Peabody's mm-hmm. farm with trying to breed the pine trees, like I do remember seeing like watching a scene that wasn't you know the the first initial uh, uh, travel. Uh, scene or whatever and like later on i'm like oh yeah they did keep up with the ice on the uh the car but, but i do remember cons- it not being on the in the barn and it's not consistent like it's, it might yeah, have been it's on definitely the- not consistent because when he comes back from the future even at the end of the movie it's not covered in ice i don't think yeah so uh or back from the past whatever so that's that one the other thing is 
I will. Well, I'll save this one because I think it could be a fun conversation. So I'll save this one. Next one is the guy. Who, this is just an observation more than anything. But the guy who cuts in on um, George and Lorraine at the dance after the whole scene with Biff looks awful a lot like the guy who plays Sherman in American Pie. Yes. Terminator. Did you notice that? Yeah, it, I did. It's not was, him. It such, it's such a random thing like because it's like, who is this random fucking dude right. who really looks like the Shermanator? Totally. Totally looks like Shermanator. <laughs> maybe, maybe, because Chuck Sherman jokes that he is the Shermanator, maybe he did travel back through time ah. and cut in, you know. Maybe. I mean, even at one point, they they kind of like an American reunion. It shows his POV, like looking at a girl, like a like it looks like the like a computer, like a the Terminator POV. Where I think that's computer. two. I don't think that's reunion. No, it's, it, it's reunion. Well, he does and it in two as well. So, but he does. It doesn't show the POV of a machine like the Terminator. It doesn't yes, it do does. that. It does. No, it doesn't. It does the. Dun, 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 dun. It does the music, but it doesn't show the POV until reunion. So it's like. Almost like they're implying that Sherman is a fucking Shermanator, and maybe he went back and tried to be like, "I'm gonna fucking try and fuck Leah Thompson." Right. Um, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just something I noticed. I thought it was kind of funny. He, he he also looked like the kid who was the head bully in A Christmas Story. I didn't see that. So oh, nice. I don't like that movie. You've never seen Christmas Story? I fucking hate that movie. All right, we're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> now I got Mike back. I I I redeem myself. <laughs> Um, the other thing is the, this, this one's a bit of a, uh, maybe a conversation starter, but the wires that they run from the clock tower across the street, at one point, the tree falls and knocks them loose, if you recall. Yeah. And yet Doc is able to swing, slide down the thing. His, if that tree branch knocked it down, his body weight should have pulled it the fuck apart. And don't tell me it's because he, and my other complaint is he wraps part of it around the, the time, the hand on the clock. It shouldn't be long enough to reach now. That's probably the most far fetched part of the whole movie. Okay. Thank you. All (laughs) right. If you're really, look, if we're doing far fetched and like, I mean, look, the my whole thing's kind of far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, but like the biggest plot hole to the whole trilogy is the fact they forgot to acknowledge that there is 60 seconds in a minute. So when the clo- when the when the lightning hits the clock tower, they st- they did says the exact time with the exception of the seconds. There is no way that they would know the exact moment a lightning bolt would hit the fucking clock tower, therefore giving enough fucking power to charge the uh, fucking thing for the car. So it's, it works. You have to, that's the one part where I'm like, this is where logic is this fucking. And everyone, you've just heard the last episode of the Potterskew podcast. Cause Rico has just destroyed my childhood and I no longer <laughs> ever want to speak to him again. <laughs> I mean, look. I don't mean to, I don't mean to shit on our childhood, but that is a big gapping, fucking gaping, like plot hole. I can battle that. Did you, guys, did you really? I'd love to hear you defend this. So here we go. <laughs> ding ding. 
so in the beginning <laughs> of the movie, when um, you know uh, Marty and Jennifer are walking or whatever, and the woman asks for uh, you know money for the to save the yeah. clock tower, she says at the exact time lightning struck the clock. I don't right. know what was the exact time. Ten oh four. But so, Rico's got a point because if it hits the clock tower, I, I understand where Rico's coming from, and I and that's I get why it too. If if it hits at ten oh four and twenty seven seconds, but Marty hits the wire at ten oh four and fifteen seconds, guess what? No charge. Yeah, that's, I, I get it. But yeah. she did say at at the direct stroke of ten oh four, that's when the lightning hit. So I, it yeah, was exactly ten oh four. That is some seriously fucking choosy lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we talk about, at least I talk about on this show all the time, about you have to suspend some level of disbelief when you're watching stuff. Because, mm. you know, and, you know, and that's one of those moments, I think. I think you have to just kind of, you know. But that's, that's also praise for the trilogy as, as a whole, because that's really, right. like, time travel movies is really tricky. Yeah. Like Terminator keeps fucking up. Oh god, there, yeah. And there's been a lot of other ones that have been terrible too. Time travel yeah. movies as a whole. So if this is the I mean the the reason of the trilogy is so fucking good is because clearly the filmmakers know their own shit. They they especially in Back to the Future 2 when they have, you know, two separate Martys running through the same time doing the same shit as well as different shit. They know what's going on. They have Marty fucking climbing above the the um what would you call it? The, the, the scaffolding or something when like the other Marty's playing fucking yeah. uh, rock and roll underneath. Like they know their shit where they can, you know, break the fourth wall almost like it's, it's fourth dimensionally is how, or, or how our fucking doc phrases it. But that's the only part where it's like, motherfucker, <laughs> if you just look at this logically, then either Zeus is a real fuck is really particular to that clock tower being like, Annihilated at fucking ten oh four, or or Bob Gale was like fuck seconds, <laughs> which is the more likely of the the answers. So my last part from part one for me, and I I don't know if this was done on purpose or not, but Doc really gives Marty the idea for the entire plot of two in one, where he says. I'm going to get to see who wins the next 25 World Series. Now, whether yeah. that was on purpose or not, I, I don't... Well, I mean, obviously, the line in the first one wasn't on purpose because to Mike's point, they didn't know they were making the second and the third at that point. But right. I don't know if that's where they got the idea for the plot of two it's was possible. from that line. It's you possible. Know? But I think like once you once you think of like a time machine, your first thought is to, like, how can I make money off this? Of course, yeah. So... I think that's a, that was Doc's Which, reason, or you know, thinking behind it, or Marty's. But at the, no, at the same time, it, right? it also yeah, Doc, goes against anything Doc stood for. Right, and Doc didn't say it to make money. Doc just said he'd get yeah, he, to see who wins. Yeah. But oh, you Marty's, say he planted it into Marty's head, exactly right. And so that when Marty's in the future and sees his book exists, then he takes it a step further. So mm. I don't blame Doc for the, so much as blame him, but like you said, it kind of plants the seed in Marty's head a little bit. One of the uh, interesting things that when I was a kid, I hated this about Marty and then rewatching the whole trilogy like recently, I was like, this is really good uh, character arc where he is called the chicken or being yellow. And he's like, nobody calls me chicken. Right. And then 
ultimately it shows that that leads to his fucking downfall, downfall. in a weird yeah. way. He fucks up his fucks up his hand. He you know doesn't become a rock star like he's always wanted to, and then it takes for a third movie for him to not have a race with fucking Flea from Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Yep, needles, needles. Which, dude. Which, by the way, have you guys? Did you guys see the new movie uh, Boy Erased? No, no. Oh man, it's a recent movie by Joel Edgerton. It's all about like Christian gay conversion camps and shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Been meaning to see it. Fucking dude, Flea has a small like uh, not small. He's a he's a role in the movie, and it was weird to watch Flea in Back to the Future, then all of a sudden randomly see him pop up in this fucking movie. Okay. He is, dude. The dude can act. I've heard that. I've heard he's a good actor. Yeah. It's always a nice little treat Um, is when he pops up in movies though. It's like. Fucking Flake. Yeah, right? <laughs> fucking Flake. Well, I, I, I knew his voice before. I mean, I was never a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but I knew his voice from like a Nickelodeon show, The uh, Wild Thornberries. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays the wild fucking crazy kid. Okay, I've never watched the show, so I can't say too much about it. But Fair enough. Um, what was your question? No, I, it wasn't so much a question as much as I just thought it might spark some conversation is that it seems like Doc planted the seeds for Marty yeah, to did. do the scheme that he ends up trying to pull off that ultimately ends up in the entire plot of two. Yeah. yeah Marty's yeah. not the smartest. No. You know, in these movies. Marty's not, no, he's really not. I Especially mean, when he's constantly going through time travel shit. He still questions everything. He's like, wait. Doc, you're telling me that this, like, yes, Marty, like, fucking pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I was just, when I was just watching the third one, and they're in like, like the outside movie theater or whatever, and like, uh, you know, he has to like uh, take the t- you know, drive the time machine into like the movie theater screen, and there's like a painting of like all these Indians or whatever, and Doc's like, yeah, you yeah. just drive straight through there at 88 miles per hour, and you'll go back in time, and Marty's like, well, Doc, won't I hit the Indians if I, uh, you know. When right. I'm driving, and he's like, "No, you'll be back in time." Like Marty, you've done this like five fucking times already. Like you don't understand that the, you know the movie theater is not going to be there, or the movie screen's not well, going to be there. To to your yeah, point, like, though, Marty, Mike. Marty, you got like time trouble, jet lag. Fucking wake up, figure this out. <laughs> to your point, though, they make they do make a reference to it at one point. His is an aptitude of calculating that yeah. because. When they're talking about how they're going to get back to 85 when he's in the Old West, and they're talking about the train pushing across the bridge. He's like, the bridge is in here. Mm -hmm. And Doc's like, but the bridge will be here in 85 when we get back there. And he goes, you're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. And Marty straight out says, yeah, I got a real problem with that. So, like, he does acknowledge at some point that he... I guess so. But, I mean, your point's valid. I'm just saying at one point they eventually... I guess someone might have said something to them like, uh, Marty's kind of a dumbass. Like, we need to <laughs> cover yeah. that. I mean, from the opening uh, sequence, you see him fucking put an amp, you know, put the amps up to a 10, and he hits the, the guitar and blasts like Which, through the wall. Which, by like, the way, I am a quasi-musician. That is the shittiest fucking guitar on the planet. It's an electric ukulele. That's essentially what it is. Like, seriously... I mean, fuck that noise. Literally. That thing was... Dude, I, I have more of a problem with the fact that he just trashed Doc's fucking house and then left the mess and then well, lied about it on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, 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 I'll keep that in mind. You're like, dude, no. 
just say like, hey, by the way, I fucked up your house. To that point, though, Doc kind of trashed the place by leaving all the gear on and had like piles of dog food Ugh. all over the floor. Oh, so, I mean. Yeah, there's like five Can days go- worth of dog food just sitting in <laughs> yeah. the bowl, slopped Uneat- over the, in the floor. Ugh. Which, by the way, going to the third movie, like him having that whole fucking ice cube thing, like yeah, that was, ice tea. I'm, look, I love me a, a good Rube Goldberg machine. But, <laughs> That's not exactly but, a Rube Goldberg machine. That's but it okay. kind of is. Well, wait, I in mean, the first one or the third that, one? Well, the first one's definitely a Rube Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the third, but the, this giant fucking contraption to make a one single ice cube. About when I my first when I recently watched it, my reaction was hearing Thanos's lines like "all that for one drop of blood." Yeah, <laughs> it was like all that for one. <laughs> That's blood. pretty good. Um, I like it. Um, it's like, come on, Doc, are you that fucking bored of the old west that you fucking make an ice cube? For? Um, it's like a brown ice cube I, at yeah. that. I was more impressed yeah, that he made electricity. He didn't make electricity. Did they have electricity at that point? Eighty nine. It was no. steam. No, 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 no. But when he, no, 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 no. When he, when he does the model railroading to do the, the, that's oh, electricity. Right. That's right. He has, he, he, yeah. made, he man-made he like batteries or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm more impressed that he made electricity before I'm more impressed that he didn't fucking patent that shit. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like he could have stayed back there and made billions of dollars. He'd be like, hey, Marty, I'm sorry. I fucked this up for you. Here's a, a bank number. You can go and get all the money that I made for you. <laughs> the the flying train, though, was a little much. I got to say. That was, that That's was, the grand finale. You know, you got to go off on a big, big note. Yeah, it was a little corny, though. <laughs> compared, compared to the rest of the movie, that was, yeah. How in the fuck did he fucking make it? That's what I'm saying. It, fly, it, it works on steam. Okay, and how? How? You still need the fucking flux capacitor. I guess he created one somehow. In eighteen, that's what, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from too. Yeah, um, but you know that aside, Mike's right. It's just kind of like the grand finale. If that's the only real major, I mean, I know you don't like Clara, but I mean from a from a goofball perspective, if that's the only, nah, you know. I, I still have one more question about the third one. Okay, we're jumping around, so go for it. Why is Leah Thompson play? Seamus's wife. I thought that was weird too, but it's just to keep the cast together, obviously. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's kind of what it was about. But I don't. No, but the, no. Does that mean there's some fucking like inbreeding? A little bit of inbreeding. <laughs> um, I think it's that more just playing Marty's siblings, but not fucking Marty. Well, here's the thing: like, if you if you look at some family trees, there are, without actual inbreeding, there are weird similarities sometimes you'll see. So I'm going to chalk it up to just like a weird coincidence that they look similar, but they're not the same, you know, branch of the family tree or whatever. Maybe it's a distant well, go cousin. With the, go Could with be. the fact that Marty is never fucking being recognized, especially when he's playing Seamus and he's Marty. And they're like, how is his wife not like, hey, 
You look exactly like my fucking husband. Mine is the red hair. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Right. And how is it that, like, George, going back to Crispin, like, when fucking Marty is 17, how come he's not approaching Lorraine and be like, ah, Lorraine, why does our son look like that dude who set us up? In high school, Kevin is there McCoy. something you need to tell me about? Right, like yeah, no, I that's that's thing. a valid point, man. I can't, I can't argue against that. Like, why did we name this kid after the dude who hooked us up? When it really, if you're really going to be honest, it should have been named after the first son. Marty's older brother should have been called Marty. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, which yeah. those those his siblings are fucking useless in that whole movie. And <laughs> <laughs> the whole franchise are just useless. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah, I'm I'm I really want there to be a scene where like <laughs> like even Biff recognizes Marty being like, you know, my grandfather told me about you or or I remember or you fuck that when I'm he's handing him the keys to the truck. He's like, Didn't I just fight you like forty years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember, I was like, "Why?" He even says, "Like this seems awfully familiar." It was awfully fucking familiar to recognize Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox looks very noticeable. He's five four. He's got a squeaky fucking voice. <laughs> there is there is one point where it is kind of acknowledged in the second one, where he's standing there talking to Doc after the whole thing with Griff, and his son comes out of the cafe eighties, and he looks at back and forth, and he goes, two of them." So it's not exactly what you're saying, but there is some degree of reference to it. But that's the only point in the entire trilogy that that happens. I'm just no, you're I'm you're not, valid. I'm saying, my... I'm saying it's a perfect trilogy, but there is if you really dive deep into it, you're like, wait a fucking second, should someone recognize this cocksucker? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So um, that's what makes the movie great. The continuity errors. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I think I think I have to agree. I think that's part of what makes it gives it the charm that it has is that kind of thing. I do like what they did with the principal. Was it what was his name? Fucking uh, oh Strickland. Principal. Strickland. Yeah. Strickland. I love how Strickland is the, is the same age <laughs> in every Basically. aspect, with the exception of him being the old west. But that is implied that that's him as a little boy. Yeah. Yep. Like that dude. It must be like around ninety. Yeah, by the time eighty five comes around, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time you don't see him is in the future. It's the only time you don't see Strickland in the entire series, like during a time period. I guess it's yeah, true because everyone else compared to him is a slacker because he's like a hundred years old and he's still doing the same shit. I gotta tell you, I love that dude and everything I've seen him in. 
I haven't seen him I in a ton of movies. Top but, Gun? Uh, yeah, but he's <laughs> great as that colonel in Top Gun, too. I mean, I just I, can't I, think I, of anything else. Besides. That's Yeah, it's basically it, but still. <laughs> I think Speaking I of saw little, little roles, I think we covered this, uh, Mike, when you were on here last time. Who's the little kid in the arcade? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, Elijah Wood. There you go. Did we tell? Roll, we did roll, talk about right. that last time. I think. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, that so, was sort of the seedling of like, oh shit, we definitely need to do a Back to the Future because we were like, there might we have been a couple. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I think that's what it was. Um, I think you're right. So should I, Mike? You got a pad of notes over there. Do you have anything you want to bring up before we shift into another movie? Um. No, not really. I'm kind of just like looking at this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm kind of just looking at as we go along. And if anything like spikes, uh, you know, you do you, bro. I'll, I'll bring it up. But yeah, you, but, you do. You. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. You know, I, I I found this out today uh, when I was doing some research on the third one. Yeah. Um, the part where uh, Marty and Doc are at the, you know, the uh, the movie theater, the outside movie theater again. Um, Marty comes out and he's dressed in his like weird wacky cowboy oh, so attire. Yeah. He comes uh. out. He comes out and he says, like, uh, you know, Doc, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood would never wear this. As he's saying that, there's two movie posters right next to him. One of them is Eastwood? Both of them. Oh, neat. Both of them are, are uh, Clint Eastwood movies. Like, one of his, like, or two of his, like, first ones. And they both came out wow. in 1955. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I got a, that's pretty cool. The two movies were uh, Revenge what? of the Creature and uh, the other one was Tarantula. Okay. So, well, if I could throw some some awesome Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood trivia your way, uh, Clint Eastwood is from my neck of the woods, and he actually went to uh, two high schools that I know very well. He went to Oakland Tech, which was like around the corner from my house, and then he also went to Piedmont High, which was the high school that I went to, and he got expelled from one of them. I don't know. I think it was Piedmont. I think he got expelled from Piedmont. By riding his motorcycle across the fucking uh, football field. <laughs> nice. And this is like, he, dude, the dude's like from born 1930. So this has been like 1944, 45. What an amazingly fucking badass way to just say fuck school and get expelled. He's a badass, by, man. By the way, I, it's not in the credits, but in IMDb, he is listed as an uncredited character in Back to the Future 3. It's because they show that uh, the film, the, uh, yeah. the clip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because of the, or it might be two, actually, but yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe it is two. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a little he, foreshadowing there. Yeah. But still, well, yeah, and that's that. I think, and I think that's going back to the continuity of the three movies. I think that's one of the things that I liked about it is, you know, so in the second one, they're watching the Clint Eastwood movie. There's a scene with the the bulletproof vest, for lack of a better phrase, and then they go and basically recreate it in the third one with the scene against Buford. So I think that's pretty. That kind of shit they do throughout the series is a lot of fun, and mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm glad that they made it a point to do that. You know what I mean? Like to me, I think that makes it work. It gives it it gives it the credibility that I think other trilogies are lacking sometimes. Yeah, and they hit all and the. And that's uh, what I'm saying. As a trilogy, it works amazing. Yeah. yeah, like you have to see it all in one fucking go to really, really appreciate the the minute details they go with. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Mike, so, what were you saying? Yeah, you were. Saying I was something. just say like <clears throat> every movie they they all hit on the same like gags and situations like uh, Biff finding McFly like in the cafe, you know, for one and two. And then on the third one, he yeah. finds him in the saloon. Like, I thought I told you never to come in here. You know, like 
stuff like that. So they keep on hitting like those things like throughout like all three, like Biff driving into the manure. The manure is owned by A. Jones and, you know, like um, just like little things like that you see throughout like all three, which like, you know, brings it together, which makes it seem like it's like one, you know, long movie. Um, Real quick. Sorry, Rico. Just to Mike's point about those movies on the on the wall there at the movie theater. According to IMDb, he is uncredited in both of those movies. Yeah, he's uh, he's not like the star actor. He had like very limited roles in it. But like, he's not even credited it. So that's just for them to deep dive and put that up there. I think is even yeah. even cooler. You know, because yeah, so. I think it was like one of it, like two of his first yeah. movies. No, no, yeah. no. He was in four movies that year. He's not credited in. He's credited in one of them. Um, the rest of them he's not credited in at all. I'm sorry, five movies. And it's Tarantula, Lady Godiva of Coventry, Francis in the Navy, which is the one he is credited in, um, Revenge of the Creature, and then there's a TV movie that he's credited in, but in terms of theatrical release, there's only one he was credited in. Oh, I got another I also, trivia for you uh, in a second. Go ahead, Rico. I was going to say, uh, do you guys do you guys recognize who played the band in the third one? Oh, it's Easy Top. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, easy. I remember reading that um, they they had a camera broke when they were filming it, and so like Michael J. Fox asked ZZ Top to perform some like songs, and then it went on for like hours, and then someone went to Zemeckis like, "Is the camera fixed?" He's like, "Oh, you do the camera's been fixed for hours. I'm just letting you guys like have your fun." It's ZZ Top. <laughs> Let them fucking play, dude. Yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of, of band scenes, um, going back to the second movie for a minute. Do you know they they reshot that entire dance sequence for the second movie? That's not film footage from the first one. They reshot that entire sequence. I thought it was both. I thought they they took original footage and and then uh, previous footage. They probably did. Yeah. I the thing I saw, the special I saw was that because they made like. Michael J. Fox was saying that the biggest struggle for him doing that sequence was having to do the guitar part identically to the way he did it the first time. But it looked so damn good. It did. He did an amazing job, but he said it was one of the hardest parts of doing that sequence for that for the second one was because he had to go well, and reshoot that. Well, that could have also been a contributor to the early onset of his disease. I, I remember like he was starting to get the... Uh, Parkinson's between two and three was when he really started noticing it. I thought it wasn't until Spin City. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was three for sure. He said he started noticing the twitch of his finger. Hmm. It might have been but, Spin City where he really kind of was like, "It's a thing now," or diagnosed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew there was something seriously wrong, but um, because he said that's why his character in Spin, Spin City used to walk around with his hand in his pocket all the time because it was the hand yeah. with the twitch. He would mm. keep that in his pocket to hide the hide the twitch from Parkinson's. Yeah. So, which um, I, I, I've heard like, oh, it's a bitch. Sort of, I've heard he's sort of taking a turn of the worse. If I'm oh that I I mean he's acting again like full time he's acting quite a bit he's in a series somewhere I forget what it is I have to look it up but he he is doing more work recently like he took a long time off so unless there was a massive turn in the wrong direction he he started acting quite a bit again uh, I may have read wrong I thought I read that he was like not doing great um I I will tell you and I'll get into it a second because I do have some I have some fun things about two but then I have some serious gaps with two that I need to point out that I feel like we could talk about. But let's get into this real quick. 
He's doing some voice work. Um, he has he had a reoccurring role on that show, designated <laughs> designated survivor. It was a Kiefer Sutherland show that's I think been canceled already. Where he was, they there was a um. So real quick, Rico, just so you know what it is. You know what the State of the Union when they do the State of the Union, they keep one person out of the chamber. It's like the mm-hmm. Secretary of Defense or somebody. Like it's he's pretty low down on the, but they keep one person out so that if something happens, there's still someone that can run the government. And someone blows up the Capitol building during the during the State of the Union, right. and and Kiefer Sutherland was that guy that it kept out. And I so remember, I, I remember vaguely remember the trailer or the premise of this. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you were familiar. My bad. So apparently he had a reoccurring role in that, and he had a reoccurring role on The Good Wife. He was on that show, too, and that was just recently. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> let's see. So, oh, I so, another little trivia thing. Go. It's a rumor. It's another, like, little uh, trivia rumor I heard. Today. That's okay. So, you know the bum in the, uh, yes. the first one? His name is Red. Red yeah. the bum. Now, you know when, um, at the very end, the, uh, the DeLorean crashes into a movie theater. Yeah. Do you remember what's playing at that movie theater? No, oh, not off the top God. of my head. I just saw it. Um, on, well, it's it's not like any... Well, it might be a real movie. It's a porno movie. <laughs> well, it's a porno theater that I remember, yeah. It's a porno yeah. theater. So, apparently, this is, a, this is a rumor now. The guy who played Red the Bum... Was in the porno? Was in the porno <laughs> that was on the marquee. But it's a rumor, so I don't know. And it's called Orgy Way. American Style. What's it called? Orgy American style. I didn't look it up, I'm, but I remember like I was I'm just like doing it. like a, <laughs> I, I need was just to doing know. research and I saw it today. Your and I was search like, orgy American style is going to come up with like thirty fucking movies with that title. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to get into the red. I'm just going to try to find red on IMDb and see if it pops up. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of famous actors, there's there's another real famous actor that got his. I don't know if he got his start, but he got a he had a small role in a small reoccurring role in this series. What do you know who that is? Can you say it again? I miss that whole, I miss that whole thing. There's another because we were talking earlier about um, Elijah Wood getting his start. There's another quasi or famous actor who had a small role in this, and I might have been one of his first. I'd have to look. Oh, up. I, know, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, uh, Billy Zane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he's uh, one of uh, Biff's uh, henchmen. For lack of a better I think word, he plays match. He plays match or matches or something yeah, match. like that. Match, yeah. Such a he cool name. And I remember he doesn't say anything until the second one. Yeah, right. you do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy way. Mike, I don't know if it's a porn, but Orgy American Style is a real movie, and yes, he was in it. Oh, well, there you go. Nineteen seventy-three. Wow. 1973. How how did that conversation come up? He's like the homeless guy is an actor. He's just like. Hey, just so you guys know, I was in this fucking porno. It'd be really funny <laughs> if you put that porno on the marquee. And then I'm in the scene and, and like Spielberg's like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> well, okay, the, here's, a, here's a quick summary of the movie. Um, it says a class Dick squad- goes into vagina, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Oh, no, this, oh, this feels oh, more oh. like. Um, like a a Van Wilder level comedy, it doesn't. I don't think it's an actual porn. It seems like it's a sex. It says, it says it's a sex comedy. It says oh, okay. classic wild seventies R rated sex comedy, 
movie not hamburger waitress Alice Goodbody uh, sleeps her way to stardom via encounters with crew and cast of a rock musical movie. It's a bumpy road for Alice, however, because of a series of comic mishaps on the set, a ribald romp that Roger Corman calls hilarious. The funniest, truest take on Hollywood ever. So it's more about an actress who sleeps her way to the top, eventually what it boils down to. Yeah, I didn't do any research on it. I just saw that. (laughs) I saw it and I was like, oh, that's gold. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, Oh, also the the bum in in the movie, he's also the mayor. He's also the guy, the white mayor running for mayor in 1955. Oh wow! When the trucks really? Go- yeah. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I will give you that one. Good job, Mike. Goldie fucking Wilson, like, put that dude on the street. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mayor. Mayor. That's why he had to do all those porno movies, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. I. All right. So. I'm going to start with the fun part of two, and then I'm going to hit the glaring holes that I have, because there are some in two that I really need to kind of, I feel like I need to touch on. So the fun stuff, what I did, I, I went above and beyond the duty, I feel like, a little bit. I When they're looking at the newspaper after the scene with Griff, um, where they've already crashed into the, the mall, I paused the movie and took a picture so that I could read the headlines because I wanted to see what they got right, what they got wrong about 20, was it 15, I think? Yeah. So, um, there's only a couple things on here, but one of them that was really kind of like interesting is, um, if you're a sports fan, there's a pitcher who was suspended from baseball for using a bionic arm. So there's that. Um, then there is this one. There's a female president. It says the president says she's tired of reporters asking the same question over and over again. So we've got a female president in 2016, which well, almost happened. Almost happened. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> is. Let's see. Man was killed from falling litter. So a someone threw kitty threw litter out of a a hover vehicle and it killed a man. That was interesting to me. Goddamn drunk drivers. Yeah. Um, the slam ball playoffs were starting, which I found interesting because there actually was a sport called slam ball briefly that, that has come and gone, but it was basketball with trampolines. That's right. Yeah. I used to watch slam ball. I was a fan. Was, I liked it. It was called oh. slam ball? It was called slam ball. Hmm. Yep. I do remember that. Um, this one's a little sad. Um, Queen Diana will visit Washington. Mm. So Princess Diana would have been queen. Oh. Yeah, yeah that one was all sad. It's even more sad because Trump really tried to fuck her and really, like, was stalking her. I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Trump um, Trump really will on her. He kept sending her, like, bouquets and shit and was being overall his normal creep self. Yep. Yep. And then the last one that I found that was interesting was um, the Thumb Bandit Strike. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. 
after amputating thumbs of hospital patients. Because if you remember, you pay for things with your thumb. So apparently they were stealing people's thumbs and using their thumbprints to steal money, I guess, or buy things or whatever. There has to be circulation in the thumbs for it to work, though, right? Well, if you want to get technical about (laughs) it, Mike, thanks. Just go ahead and shit on it. Fake news. Fake news. (laughs) Yeah, fake news. So those are the fun things from the the newspaper that I saw. If anyone wants to oh, comment yeah, on that, fun. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that I took the time to write all those headlines and put it into the newspaper, you know, was I thought pretty interesting. So, did you guys notice uh, for Back to the Future Two who the director of uh, Jaws nineteen was? No, I didn't. Who was it? I think it was Max Spielberg. I think it was like it was like Spielberg's son. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh neat. Okay, that's pretty cool. Well, they're they're pretty close Shark. to predicting uh, the World Series of uh, Miami the Cubs. and the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. The Cubs won the World yeah, Series. Yeah, the following that was year. pretty close. Yeah, that was pre- except they didn't play the Marlins. They couldn't have. That's the only thing that wouldn't work because the Marlins and them are in the same div- yeah. or the same uh, it, uh, Indians. Right, but yeah. I'm saying in the movie. Um, no, no, it was like Florida Gators or something like that. So, they didn't say. It just said Miami. It didn't was it just say, Miami? It was Miami, but it didn't say... And it was a picture of a gator, but they never said the name of the team, so oh, I don't know. Miami Gators. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> um, okay, so do we get into my 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 issues, my plot issues, or my findings with this? Should I list these? Because I had yeah. a couple that... Okay, so yeah. first and foremost, when Biff steals the, the time machine, how the fuck does he know to operate the time machine? Well, if you know, Biff owns an auto detailing. Right. He knows how to drive the car. Yeah. But how did he know how to operate the time circuits and get back to where he goes to give Biff the book, his younger self the book? How does how does he know how to operate the time circuits and use the and then he has to go to 88 miles per hour and all the things you have to do to make this thing go back in time or forward in time or whatever? I can't defend that. <laughs> I can't defend that either. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one. It's just one of those things where you just turn your brain off and just watch. You know. Well, sure. But since we tend to net, nitpick uh, yeah. things on this fucking show, yeah. I figured I should point this no, out. It's, no, it's good, though. And then Suddenly, this is the other... I'm not the fucking bad guy anymore, CJ. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, every once in a while. But here's the other one. And this one, this one might piss me off even more, honestly. So I noticed that the last time, the last, at one point they show, on a couple different times throughout the series, especially the first two, they show the the screen, and even in the first one, Doc says, this is where you've been, this is where you're going, and this is, you know, where you you are, are." (laughs) right? So that screen is right fucking there, yet they don't know that the time machine went back to 1955 and came back again, because if if in theory that Biff did this and came back, when they got in the car to go back to eighty five, it should have said last time departed November fifth or twelfth or whatever it is, nineteen fifty five. It should have said that Biff had just come back from fifty five. I may be reaching too much, but I could have sworn I remember uh fucking Doc saying to Marty, like, I looked at the screen and it said this. I thought he made like a he made a line dialogue comment. About that, and that's what he said. He found the cave. No, he makes a dying dialogue about the screen when it starts flipping to January first, eighty five. But that's later, eighteen eighty five. But that's later in the movie. That's not. There's no die. I mean, we can. I can hold on. Doc does. Bring I thought up, it was around when he. I thought it was when he said he found the fucking club. 
or the king. Yeah, I don't know what the exact dialogue was at that point, but he does say something, and he's like, and that's when I found this, and he shows Biff's uh, cane. Yeah. That's when he's talking about the bag. He finds the bag. Oh, he for, finds the bag. For right. Gray's almanac, but he doesn't talk anything about the screen. Yeah. So that screen to the time machine he invented right there in front of his face, and they have to go and talk to Biff and have the whole scene at the hotel. Now, you need that for the movie, and I get that, and that I'm fine with. But I'm saying, from a logic perspective, it's right there. Yeah. And even when they do go back to 1985, when it's like the alternate 1985, it's way more trashier than it was in the original 1985. Like, right away, wouldn't you be like, uh, how come there's like gunshots going on in my neighborhood all of a sudden? To Marty's point, he does say something about that, because when they drop Jennifer off on the porch... He, as they're leaving, he turns and goes, I don't remember there being bars on these windows. Oh, so, right, yeah, so Marty yeah. kind of picks up on it. I'll give him that one. But I, I, you bring up a valid point, but at least they kind of address it there. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, they just don't touch it. It's, it, and, and, and Doc's supposed to be this great scientist, you know, like. CJ, you've convinced me. Back to the Future now sucks. No, I'm it's not. <laughs> it's the worst movie you. ever. I'm done. That's oh my god! It's say, fucking like, it's a lot, Spielberg and Zemeckis. You guys fucking dropped the ball. <sighs> You're pinning my ass, Rico. <laughs> now I'm depressed. You're depressed. No, I'm just kidding. It's not as well. I mean, I I destroyed Indiana Jones for Rico. Did you listen to those yet? No, no, yeah. Oh yeah, I gave him the Big Bang Theory, where they they talk about how Indy's not needed for the entire fucking movie. Yeah, for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of um. Indiana oh. Jones and, and uh, Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah. Do you know what was supposed to be the time machine in Back to the Future originally? Wait, what? Say that again. Instead of a DeLorean, what do you know? What was supposed to be the time traveling device in Back to the Future? No, that I don't know. Rico might, but I don't. Rico, I'm trying to? I, no, I don't. What is it? A refrigerator. Oh God! It was supposed to be a time traveling refrigerator, and the reason why they didn't do it is because Steven Spielberg was like, "I don't want little kids." Jumping in refrigerators, thinking they can go back in time and dying or whatever. So, right, but little kids jumping in a refrigerator to survive in public glass is much better. Exactly. What a fucking douche. So they decided to hold off and use the refrigerator thing for Indiana Jones and the crystal of uh, my left testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was a reference? Like why Doc made a fucking refrigerator in the third one? Do you think it was a throwback to that? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And instead of like Einstein as a dog, do you know what Einstein was supposed to be? No. Or animal? What animal was supposed to be featured I'm, in the uh, movie? I think, I think it was a monkey. Yeah, it was a chimpanzee. Yeah, All I right, remember that. There you go. All right, pause, gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right, so we just watched the scene, and there is no reference to the fact that 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 screen should have said they were. I mean, they should have known. That's but but now. But by the way, does Biff? Stab himself with his cane because that's what it looked to me. It looked like he stabbed himself through the chest and like killed himself. If I remember, there was a deleted scene that they showed where it shows old Biff fading away. Oh, really? The implication is there that he is because he just changed the whole course of history, so he's no longer that Biff. So he's just doing what Marty almost did and faded the fuck away, which I guess. He it may he makes it look really painful, whereas Marty just looks like like he he can't control his fingers when he when he starts fading. Yeah. Well, Marty's seventeen and Biff is like seventy. So. Well, there's that, but Marty did look like he was 
I don't want pain, but certainly uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uncomfortable. I, it didn't look like he was having a heart attack. I thought Biff was having a heart attack. Well, that's what I see. That's why I wasn't sure. See, I I thought one of three things happened. Well, one of two things. I thought one of two things happened. Either he was having a heart attack, brought on by the fact that he hit himself in the chest with his cane. You know what I mean? Like the the shock of hitting himself with the cane did it, or the um he stabbed himself. Like he actually punctured his chest with the cane, and because then, when then he be when blood he blood all over the fucking DeLorean. Well, but see, he doesn't do it until he's getting out of the DeLorean, so the blood would be all over the street, if anything. But because at one point you see him when he hits the dumpster and spins around, the cane is like sticking out. It looks like it's sticking out of his chest. It might be under his arm for all we know, and I'm not going to sit here and argue that, but that's what it looks like. That's why I think. Yeah. Yeah, even though it does look like he might be getting stabbed by the cane, I think he's just, you know, ceasing to exist (laughs) as, you know, that biff tannen right that version of biff mm-hmm. yeah yeah he faced the black but see here's the thing like and i could even argue that's a shitty reason for that to happen though because like the reason marty was fading was not because the version of marty was different it was because his parents never got together for him to exist biff still exists he just would have been different so i don't know if fading would have been do you know what I'm but saying? That, like, it, but as, as he said, it's a completely separate timeline. So therefore, that timeline of Biff wouldn't exist. I guess, but I mean, does that mean his parent that, that Marty's parents faded when he did what he did in '55 in the first one? Because they're no, completely they different. His kids would have faded. The kids would have no, faded. No, but his when his parents get together, because he instills that level of confidence in his father. And he's, you know, more confident about himself and, and stands up to Biff and they have this different lifestyle. Technically, his parents would have faded. The original the original parents that were there when he went back in time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like by that, the, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, but I think that would have, because old Biff is in a new, is in, uh, it, it, what was it? It's, uh, he goes back to 2015. From fifty five. From fifty five. So, ah, dude, you're 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 making this harder to fucking think mm-hmm. about because it's all timelines <laughs> and shit. We need a we need a like, blackboard he, with chalk. <laughs> yeah, like really, the answer is just that he his future self is fading because that doesn't exist. But if you're bringing up the other mention of the fact that the original first movie, George McFly and Lorraine. Their, I guess, their version because they're it's not going on. I guess at the same time, or maybe it is. Maybe at some point in the alternate 1985, they went through a whole fade. But I don't. I think it would have been. I'm not even talking about the alternate 85. I'm talking about when he, because when he comes back. Yeah, this is in the 2015 year. We're in the 2015 year. Biff comes back in the. No, 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 no. Not even talking Biff. I'm just talking. We're just talking Back to the Future 1. Forget that 2 and 3 even happened for a minute. But I'm saying, based on the fact that you're telling me that Biff fades, so that's the only part about 2 you need to think about. The rest of it is irrelevant to my argument. When he goes and meets Doc at the Twin Pines Mall, in the beginning of that movie, his mother's a semi-overweight drunk, and his father's a loser. Right? Essentially, it's what it boils down to. I mean, we could get more specific, but that's the boil down. When he comes back, and it's now the Lone Pine Mall, 
and mm-hmm. he's had that whole week in 1955 and instills a level of confidence in his father and keeps his mother from becoming an alcoholic. She's thinner. They're playing tennis. He's a writer. So those two original parents from when he leaves should have faded away for this new version of both of them. That's I what think I'm it saying. was instant. I think it was so fast they didn't notice it. But then why isn't it instant with Biff? That's my point. That's my point. If you're saying that's instant, which I will agree with, uh, no question, then Biff would have never faded. He would have just changed to the new guy. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think it's I think it's very well possible that they they did fade, and then there was new ones, but we just it's possible you don't that- see it. And that's fine that you don't see it. it. I'm not saying you have to see it, but I'm saying, but by that logic, then that's the same thing that happened to not only his parents, but really his siblings. Because Dave like works at Burger King or Roy Rogers or someplace, and his sister's like in in like hairdressing school or something in the original setup. But the the implication is that every single person who's ever bumped in any of those people also may or may not have changed. Sure, sure. So the. Whoever babysat Marty McFly is now like a completely different person. Well, in, in, in theory, like you go back to two for a minute. Doc talks about how we've got this shitty 1985 because there's a skew off, not alternate 1985, which is only alternate, as he says, to him, Marty and Einstein because they were all in the in the car in the time right. machine. So, so all those people that lived in the alternate 1985, their lives are now erased. Some of them even had amazing lives, and then they got completely erased. Because well, not only Fox, that, though, Fox but like Fox. technically, what Marty comes home to at the end of the first one is an alternate 1985 because it's a completely different timeline than what was going on when he got there when he left. Dude, you need a fucking Venn diagram for this fucking <laughs> series. <laughs> but do you see what I'm getting at? Like, there's a whole rabbit hole you could go down with this if you really try. I mean, motherfucker, do I look like Carl Sagan? I don't know this shit. <laughs> I look like Stephen Hawking, so I mean, I guess that works. I mean, we, you could talk yeah. about this debate like to your blue of the face, and you'll, yeah, we'll still course. get nowhere. No, of nowhere. course, no. But I'm just, but oh, just to that point, like that's where you can go. I mean, because if Biff, um, you know, disappeared in that moment, then George McFly and that whole family should have should have uh, disappeared at that moment. In theory, yeah. sure. Lorraine should have disappeared. Because she's she's married to Biff. Well, that version of them, yeah, absolutely. And then George should have died yeah. because Biff killed him. Biff shot him. Well, actually, he might yeah. still be alive at that point. He would actually fade back in because he wouldn't have gotten killed. No, because it's 2015, and Biff shot him like 12 years prior. Oh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. So God, you, you brought my migraine back. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So can I just, cross I, I, look, can we just go back to like, oh, there's this is interesting little bit of trivia. Can we go back to that shit? <laughs> Catholic school education right here, baby. That's all I'm saying. Catholic school education. Do you know why fucking George had that courage to punch Biff in the face? Because of Marty, I would think. Because of the Because no, because Biff spiked the punch bowl in nineteen fifty five. And you see George drink from the punch bowl, and he got literally liquid courage. Nice. He was buzzed. He was fucking rocking a hardcore buzz. That's why he knocked out Biff. Okay, I'm going to go the romantic route and say it's because he wanted to be with Lorraine, but that's just me. 
I'm saying it, I'm saying that's true, but he was also fucking drunk. <laughs> I don't know about drunk, but I'll give you buzzed, but not drunk. Hey, you get your, your damn hands <laughs> off her. Uh, do you think I should swear? Yes, George, swear. God damn it. Oh, uh, dad, dad, daddy, oh, dad, daddy. Oh, do you know um, why? Hold on, I just had a fucking thought and I just dropped it. Um, motherfucker, I think my mom was knocking on the door and it threw me off. Ah, oh, son of a bitch, I had it. I had do you know who? Uh, what other actors they chose to play Biff and um, Doc off uh, offhand? No, I don't. Do you, Rico? Mm-mm. So I read that uh, Tim Robbins tried out for Biff. That would have been interesting. That would have been good. I, I could have seen that. He he doesn't look like a bully, I guess. Oh, no, because if you see him from High Fidelity, he's got a bully kind of thing going on, so yeah. I could see that. He he has a sleazy mentality, but he doesn't come off like, what do you want, butthead? He doesn't yeah. well, come yeah. off like a strategic yeah, 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 jock piece of shit. Yeah, I don't see him as a bully. Like, he's a tall guy, but he's not as, like, you know, yeah. big and as... What was the Doc one? Oh. oh, the Doc one, there's three of them. So there was uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, God. <laughs> John Lithgow. Uh, John Lithgow would have killed it. Actually, I think I think Lithgow would have been good too. I don't well. know. I mean, I like Lithgow. Don't get me wrong, but Goldblum. Ha oh, yeah. Oh, and who's the other one? I, I'd like to. I think about the Buster Factor. <laughs> the other one was uh, James Woods. See, no. Oh no. Dude. I could see James Woods playing this Strickland role. Mm-hmm. That I could see. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> I can see James Woods playing the alternate 85 Biff. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, okay, but again, I, to Mike's point, I like the continuity that they kept the same actor in all versions. Like, they didn't flip someone like James Wood to do that. And I know you're not saying they should, but I do like that they kept that consistency. Well, with the exception, this is this is the point I remember making. I was trying to make. Um, do you know why Crispin Glover is not in Back to the Future Part 2? Or 3. Because I think, I think his parents make a brief. Um, Mike's giving me the money symbol, so I'm assuming it's money. It, what it was was... Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. They were using um, Glover's um, identity or, or likeness. Oh, he sued oh, yeah. over that. I heard yeah, that, yeah. yeah. He sued, I mean, he changed the whole thing for fucking actors forever. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he sued them for using his likeness without his permission. Yeah. And because he, he wanted a bunch of money to do uh, part two when he's in the old fucking face and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's upside down. And yeah. That's why his older version is upside down and you can't, don't really see his face clearly. But the guy copied Glover's fucking voice and manner is like, aha, uh-huh, like whatever the, like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, he handled well. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah. He did a really good job. I remember thinking that, um, well, would back that, to a yeah, future that, that changed the whole thing for, for actors ever since. 
And did that change the script of two and three? Like having George not in it at all, really? Um, um, I don't think so. I think because it was they did the whole father story for the first one, they didn't really need to focus any more on it. Yeah, but I think his performance was like so impactful in the first one that you would think they would write him in, you know, more scenes for the second and third one, or at well, least the second one. They heard well, these that- boots were made for walking, and were like, no, we're done yeah. with this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they saw him almost fucking kick David Letterman in the face, and they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why Michael J. Fox played Seamus. I know, that's what He's I was going to say. Yeah. That was originally probably for... But Chris then that ben- goes with my whole thing and being like, why the fuck are they... Like, his parents are... Like, his ancestors look like his fucking parents. Well, they look yeah. a lot better than his fucking than when Michael J. Fox well, was a woman. I was gonna say, why did he play his daughter? Like, I don't know why they didn't just cast somebody. Like, I guess it was meant for comedic purposes, yeah. and it is kind of funny. But like, it's let's talk about the future for a minute. Let's talk about Back to the Future Day per se, and 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 I read the clips from the newspaper earlier. But what things do you think they got right? I mean, well, which things do you think they got close to right? Because nothing's exactly right, but. Well, I heard the reason why our universe doesn't have hoverboards and flying cars is because the movie changed that. Oh, is so that what, what they did in the movie changed our universe, and, and that's, that's why, why we don't have hoverboards or flying cars or Jaws 27. <laughs> Whatever it was. Whatever 19, it was. 19, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but seriously, because like, there are some things that we do. I mean, like, like when his son, when Marty Jr. goes in and you know rips off like 12 channels he wants to watch. First off, the fact that there are that many channels is a thing now because when that movie came out, there was only like 27 channels. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, you know. There, There is the Skype type of calls. There yep. is that. Yeah. I mean, Which, I mean, the irony is we have that. We're, we're doing obviously that doing it right now. Yeah. The thing that the only, I mean, obviously, the you don't have the thing scrolling across the bottom about your name and your date of birth and your blood type and all that crap. But, you know. We do have thumbprint identification. Yeah, it's yeah. not for money, but yeah. Not for money or getting they, indoors, but it's for your like, you know, phone and devices and yep, stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. They, they also did make self-tying laces. But that like was they, they, briefly. That, they was... Made a whole, that was a briefly, but they made it to tie in with Back to the Future Day. And I think the first set they gave was to Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. I know that, I know that for it, a fact. It's yeah. because he, he commented, he's like, I have a hard time tying my fucking shoes. So well, yeah. they were like, here, you deserve this. And Pepsi actually made those Pepsi bottles very briefly too. Yeah. Um, I've, do you know they they go for a ridiculous amount of money? Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm fine with just Pepsi. <laughs> I would like to have seen how you open the bottle because you see, you see, he looks at like how am I supposed to open this thing? Then the sequence goes on and they don't address it again. And then later on, when they're all sitting around the table eating the hydrated pizza. His daughter, him, is drinking an open Pepsi, but you never see her actually open the mm. thing. I always thought it was just a screw up. I just thought it was like a, no, it it's like, like a, a it's it's like a flip up thing because like when if you I could pull up the scene, but if you look at it, she's it's like a thing hanging off the top, but the blue thing's still on there. Yeah, we'll never. Know. I think it was just a, it was a little homage because it shows how fucking Marty cannot figure out to open bottles that are not in his timeline because he tries doing nineteen fifty five. He doesn't know how to fucking open a glass bottle of soda. And then George just like takes it and undoes it on like a fucking gas can or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, they've come down in price. You can get one for 180 bucks now. 
Yeah, get two of them. Oh, great. 180 bucks for fucking uh, diabetes. That's great. <laughs> if you import it from Mexico, it's forty four ninety nine plus twenty five dollars shipping. So we mm. can do it that way Fuck on eBay. Yep. Mm. Mm. Wow. It's actually there's a, you can these are all empty though. Well, no, the the one the forty four dollar one's got the Pepsi in it. The rest of these are uh, empty. Well, then why the fuck do you want to just spend like seventy bucks on a piece of glass? Because you well, got problems. Well, this is free shipping, so it's forty two forty nine plus free shipping. I'd rather fucking get the self uh, tying shoes. Pepsi Perfect, it's called. Look, the only perfect thing about Pepsi is it's not Coca Cola. Yeah. All right. So, um, we haven't really touched on three that much, except for the fact that you don't like Clara. I do like. Look, like I said earlier, I like the fact that if you watch it, the one, two, and three together, it fits perfectly with the film right the standalone right. it doesn't it doesn't do it for me and it's it's really i'm not a fan of the old west and but i do like that they go with the parts of like they're 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 deliberately making references to the other films so it ties in seamlessly yeah uh to, to the point where when fucking marty comes back to 1985 the fucking ridge is called eastwood ridge because presumably yep. he's killed in the fucking Ravine. crash but yeah, yeah. The yeah. Ripping, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I have a big fucking problem with the fact that the, the train track though does the, you know, that brings down the, the barrier. It goes yeah. ding, 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 ding. And then all of a sudden, the fucking, the new DeLorean train thing is there. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's just to I, keep them from leaving, I think, really is. I am, I am more interested in why fucking one of Doc's kids is, like on camera, wait, like motioning to the director and then pointing at his crotch that he really has to pee. You know that one? <laughs> no. But now I'm I totally forgot up. about that. So you just brought it up. <laughs> okay. So when fucking Doc is talking to uh, Marty and uh, Jennifer while they're on the train, you sh- and he's like, "That's the thing about your future. It's gonna be whatever the fuck you want it to be." Then it shows. If you look at his kid all the way to the right, it shows him take look. CJ, look, look what I'm doing. Yeah. He goes like this, and then he points at his crotch. He's signaling to Zemeckis, he's like, I get, hurry this shit up. I gotta go pee. That's... What is with Michael J. Fox movies and the end sequence with somebody having to do with pointing at their dick or showing oh, their dick? The dick ass. Oh, good fucking <laughs> reference, dude! What? I missed. Oh, you Teen are Wolf. so fucking good. <laughs> the end of Teen Wolf? The guy in the bleachers pulls his dick out? You don't... No, you never I, read. You never no, read. <laughs> I I am not aware of the, oh, what you speak. Man, do they even talk about this? I think in like the Star Wars spoof of Family Guy, was like the the dude who works like the market who's like Yoda. He the guy who voices he's he's got that. Uh, yeah, uh, the I dude from Archer. He even tells like Chris like hey, check it out. There's a dude in the background. He totally has his dick out. <laughs> Holy crap. I can't tell you how many times I saw Teen Wolf as a kid, and then I just found out about this. I just like watched it the other ago. night, really? and I've never seen it. Yeah, it's in the background, man. It's it's totally he's one totally a dude who has has his fucking dick out. He realizes and tucks it back. He's like, oh shit, my dick's out. Okay, so it's not on purpose. It's not like he didn't accidentally have his dick out. He did that shit on purpose. <laughs> he knew he was gonna be on fucking camera. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My five seconds of fame. I'm going to show this tiny little dick out. <laughs> I hope whoever whoever that is, like, props for you, man, for fucking being like cinema history. Oh man. 
Oh, I am going to find that in a minute. But one thing at a time here. Mike, if you want to yeah, come so around. It's like Copernicus. No, I've, 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 seen no, it's, um, I've seen it many times. Not the dick. I'm talking about the train thing that he was talking about. Oh, where the kid points right. at? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll see it. No, it's not, not that kid. It's the other one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah one I get him. Vern. Yeah. All right, now play it. You'll see it. This is awkward. I'll cut all this part out. God, the sex between Christopher Lloyd and Mary Steenberger must have been really fucking weird. Oh, oh, great Scott. All right, here it is. Here, it's coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. He definitely just touched his penis on Back to the Future. Okay. Wow. Out of context. That sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> well, yeah. He touched his own penis. <laughs> he did touch he his, touched own, his penis. own penis. See, he, way, he said, director, I have to pee. On camera. Which my, my initial thought would Wait. have been like, all right, let's do another fucking take, guys. Sorry. Yeah, I was this just going to say, Rico, go doesn't that immediately fall into shit that should not be? Like, Oh, yeah. I may have well been on shit that should not be. Oh, really? But if we're also arguing, then I think most of Christopher Lloyd's performance is exquisite acting. Oh, sure. Sure. Absolutely. But I think most of Christopher Lloyd's career is exquisite acting. He is so charming in this movie. Oh, and yeah. And then I just rewatched the Adam's Family movies, and he is... Why Why was he cast as Uncle Fester? I liked him like, as I'm not, Fester. I'm not, trying, no, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. I'm just like, it's it just... The voice just doesn't... I don't I, I, I don't know, man. I never in a million years would have been like, oh, you know you should play Uncle Fester? is fucking Christopher Lloyd. All right, Rico, help me out here. Oh, it's been... Uh, oh, my God. Is that the dude from Pee Wee fucking Herman? Yeah, that's... You didn't know that? That's fucking the dude from Pee Wee Herman. It's always been in that movie. Team Dude, I haven't seen this fucking movie in, like, 10 fucking years. Oh, it's I've only so... seen... I've only seen the fucking uh, the dick out part. It's, it's so the only part I watch. <laughs> yeah, right. The only part you watch is the dick. Mike, you're gonna have to fucking go and look at it because I'm gonna. I won't be able to fuck. It's it's very much in the background where you you don't even see a close up of the guy's face. Wait, do you have it over there? Yeah, it's playing right, right now. Over. Yeah, I'm sorry to our listeners, right. but I need yeah, to see I mean, this. Like, I'm my childhood yeah. might be destroyed yet again. Why don't you just bring up the clip on YouTube and just fucking like find that? This is more fun. You always have to go for the quick fix. Fucking millennial. Okay, yeah, I'm a millennial because I'm smart. Yeah, smart's a relative term. Eat my short dick. <laughs> yeah, short's all right. <laughs> Look at us. We're three grown men trying to find a dick in a movie. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think it's coming up. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> There's nobody left in the bleachers. There's one dude left, and he's got pants on. Oh, my God. There's a penis in Team Yes, there is. That's a dick. <laughs> that is dick. Hold on. That is a dick. That's a... That's, you got to give it a second. Watch. I'll show you. Holy shit. Debbie's here watching. It's after the makeout session. Hold on. Which is a little weird in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Penis. That's a dick. There is dick on screen. Yeah. Teen Wolf 2 or Teen Wolf 1. That's crazy. And that's not a prosthetic dick. That's a real <laughs> dick. This is 1980-whatever yeah. Teen Wolf came out. This is There's no CGI here. This is some real penis. Oh! <laughs> yeah, 85. 
Teen Dick. Teen Dick. This is 1985, which reminds me that Back to the Future takes place in 1985. Are there any dicks in Back to the Future apart from Biff? <laughs> Crispin Glover, according to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was good. Uh, so, um... <laughs> I don't even know where to go after all that. Should we, should we, should we end it on fucking dick? <laughs> I got a question. Mm. They, they, they said they'll they'll never reboot it or uh, make a fourth one. Yeah. Like, off the top of your head, do you think, if they were to reboot it and, uh, you know, recast, who do you think would play the main three, as in Ooh. George, or actually the main four, Marty, Doc, George, and uh, Lorraine? Five, really, because you can't not cast Biff. You have to have Biff. Oh, yeah, Biff, too. Okay. Um, We could do this together. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, let's work together on this, because if (laughs) all three of us will be here until tomorrow. Um, Marty, I would go with uh, the kid from uh, Ready Player One. I think that'd be Yeah, I think that'd be good. I would go Tom Holland. Oh. Yeah, I got to go with Rico on that. I think. Yeah, he's probably younger, too, right? No, I think they're about the same age or close to age. But I, Tom, I, but I, I, Tom Holland sort of in weirdly and was like based in retrospect his Peter Parker on Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I'm with you, Rico. You're right, Tom Holland. It is because he did such an amazing job with Amazing Spider-Man. It it, it was the best I, one of the franchise. I thought. Oh yeah, and yeah. and oh no no, you're talking mm-hmm. about Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Homecoming. Um, yes, Amazing Spider-Man was um the guy from the Social Network. Oh okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I would cast for um, Doc. I would say Michael J. Fox, just to really fucking make it. No, no. How about Crispin Glover? I, I would put him about, in the George role, the old George role. Mm, I would do that, but then you'd have to have him be young George if they're rebooting. You see, yeah, right? And I agree. So you know where I think you you think if you want to pop him in for. For like that homage, you make him Strickland. That's what you do. You give him that bit part of Strickland. That's what you do. That's a good. That's a good idea. I, um, honestly, I'd say Christopher Lloyd or not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's really. I mean, he did such an amazing job as Doc. Like, it, I, it be, it, it's not going to be Dan Castellaneta. Let's just agree on that. Yeah, but I, I think like Jim Carrey would be a good Doc. Yeah, I could see that because he played the Riddler even mm-hmm. it wasn't like a you know a grand performance or anything like that I could see I, I think, could see him as doc that's, yeah, I that's think he has reasonable. the chops to like you know act it through the roof pretty much cuz he's so Rico what do you think I'm I'm tr- I'm trying think? to imagine in this day and age they probably reboot it where they would go completely weirdly different but still who's popular Sure honestly it would probably be the rock Yeah I mean or from be, that from that perspective Forget what's popular. That's just what we would do. You know what I'd be curious about? Let's flip the script a little bit. What about like Donald or is it Donald? I always get him confused. Donald Glover, the younger Glover, whatever. Yeah. As as Marty or Biff. He's too old. He, Charles Gambino, old. the Donald, that Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah, he's too yeah, he, old. He's too old. Yeah, He look. He looks thirty, whereas Tom Holland still looks like he's going through puberty. But what about Biff? You just get someone who looks like he could be 18 years old. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Donald Glover as Biff? Right, Biff? right, right, right. Flip it around, make it, make it. 
I think it's I think he's still too old because it's supposed to be so? like yeah, it's supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember reading that Tom Wilson was the only one who's actually close to the age he's supposed to be. Whereas everyone else was like older than him. Like like what the 25. people that tried to be Biff for the movie? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the other cast members like Michael J. Fox, I think is older than Tom Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Like oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Michael J. Um, Fox just always sounds like he's going through puberty. They, they. The bottom line is they, they can't. This is one of those movies you just don't. Yeah, no, you just you, don't, you do. don't touch it. If I'm making the argument, I one Zemeckis has said that he owns the rights to Back to the Future, and as long as he lives, there will never be a remake or a reboot or a sequel. Good. Out of those three, I would love to see a sequel. Yes. Never if, a remake. Right. I agree. If they're going to do another one, you do a four. You don't do a, a full on relaunch. I agree. But well, my my question is, where would they set it? You can't do the old west. You can't do fifty five. You can't do twenty fifteen BC. You can't even do an alternate BC. BC. I think he's joking. Yeah. But yeah, so the actual there was a rumor about like how they if they were going to make another one, or at least Christopher Lloyd said he always wanted to see them in the Roman Empire. That'd be interesting. Like, Something like that or Greece. Good, good um, luck with that. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. I. The story is so well told. I think you just have to leave it as it is. Like that's why you don't do it for the the game story without ruining too much. It's just an alternate take on the events that actually happen in the three movies. So while it's kind of a continuation, it's not exactly like a another time period. You end up in in the future and in the past and in 85, and it's all the same. You're just not doing the same events. You're not running out the same series of events, but you're in the same... You end up in all three time periods through the course of the game. I, I think if you fuck with it too much, you're going to end up with another Harry Potter and the Cursed Child type of thing. Yeah. So fuck with it. What were you saying, Mike? I was saying you could like make it into like a, you know another cool like futuristic movie. Instead of him going back to the you know, Roman Empire, they could go into like you know, 3,085 or, you know, something like that, or maybe like, right. they go into the future and they have to do something with Doc's kids or Clara or, you know, something like that. You really want to bring back fucking Clara, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, in, in the same vein of reboots and, <laughs> and, and remakes, because Rico, I've been, I've been looking at your, you know, at the screen talking to you the whole time and over your shoulder there is a Lego game. And it looks, my guess would be Harry Potter, just based on conversations we've been having. No, um, it's uh, Marvel Superheroes. Marvel Superheroes, okay. Um, oh, yeah, I see it now. But same thing, they've they've made a Jurassic Park, they've made Harry Potter, they've made Star Wars, they have not made Back to the Future. Would you... I remember, I thought, because they made like some Lego game called Dimensions. Right, I there's a sequence in there, but it's not to the to these other games that we're familiar with. That's what I'm saying. Uh, dude, here's the funny thing is I wrote when I was a kid, I wrote an, a fan email to the Lego like game website. Okay. And I, and I said, and this is before they had made a Jurassic Park Lego game. This is before they made a Marvel game. This, they had just done Batman, I think, and they had done Star Wars and Indiana Jones. That okay. was really it. And so I wrote to them and I said, you guys need to do you somehow you need to get the licensing rights for Back to the Future. You need to do Jurassic World. You need to do or Jurassic Park at the time, and then you sure. need to do. I, I said, I think I said that if you really want to be really creative, you need to make a whole, a, a sort of raid M for mature of horror movies. 
like have a Michael Myers, yeah. have a Jason Voorhees, have a Freddy Krueger, and go through the world of horror in Lego, um, yeah, oh, in, in Lego format. I would love, I would love to see a fucking Simpsons Lego video game. That'll never happen, I don't think. But I get it. But they're in that. They're also in that Lego There's, Dimensions thing, I think too. I think they were in there well, they, too. My thing, my whole thing is, I think they Lego has made. They they made a, a, a Simpsons like set piece. Okay. So they right. have the rights to that. They could, if they want to, make the equivalent of like the the Simpsons Hit and Run or whatever. The yeah, fuck that which is actually was. a good game. That's actually considered to be one of the best Simpsons game made. Like I have he, a Simpsons game on PS3. That is very. It's not amazing compared to Hit and Run. Run, but it's still good. Yeah. I'd love to see a Lego fucking Simpsons, you know, open world game. I'd love well, to see a South Park. I'd love to see a Family Guy. I'd love to see Lego in any form. You're a gamer too, right, Mike? You play? Yeah, a little I bit. Mean, yeah. would, are you into the Lego games or no? In I, general, I, I played the Lego Batman like years okay. ago, or whatever. But right, yeah, no, because I, I would, I would love to see Back to the Future. Like, I mean, I'm not discrediting the rest of the ones you you mentioned, but just getting back to the point of the show or the episode is that I. I would particularly love to see a Lego one. I, I mean, especially having played that other Back to the Future game, the Telltale one that we talked about earlier, and enjoyed that so much. To take to retell the Back to the Future story from an interactive perspective would be amazingly amount of fun. What are your guys' thoughts on Rick and Morty? Out of curiosity, I don't like it, but that's me. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I've I've seen like one episode, but see to me. And getting back to something we've kind of beat to death already, anything that takes off from Back to the Future immediately puts a bad taste in my mouth. So, like, the fact that it's kind of a ripoff to the Back to the Future puts a serious bad taste in my mouth. I would say it's... I, I've only seen a couple of this myself. What I've seen has been very entertaining because it very much... If you have a dark sense of humor... and sort of Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's then you really, really will appreciate it. Yeah. You, you really have to go into it being like, what if... Doc and Marty were just fucking like fucking. on acid. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's entertaining. It, it's not. It's you. You can't go into it being like this is a Back to the Future spoof. It's its own separate thing. Yeah. Just right. like Family Guy is a ripoff of Simpsons, which is a ripoff of the Flintstones, and so on and so forth. You have to go into that, but it's it's entertaining. It's one of my. I, I think I only saw the one where he like turns Aww. to a pickle. That's the one I saw. But that's it's it's um I imagine if like if Rick and Morty were just going on and becoming alcoholics and going darker. Yeah, all yeah. I hear is good things about it, but I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet for whatever I, reason. I yeah, like I said, listen, I gotta shift gears for completely for a second. Rico, are you caught? How caught up on Supergirl are you? How far did? Very very very. How far like, did you get? I'm, period. Like how far into the series? I, I think I'm like in the. Early middle of the second season. So you know who Monel is? Who? Monel. Oh, the, the dude guy? that she. Oh no, I saw. I, I think I finished the second season. I so you, haven't. But do you know who Monel is? The guy. The dude that, she lo- falls in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you watch Supergirl, Mike? The, no, I don't. Okay. Um, Melissa Benoist is actually dating the actor who played Monel, and they just got engaged. Like, legitimately, just. Put it up online. They're they're getting married. Great. I also just found out that Daniel Radcliffe made a joke that he's going to be the next Wolverine, and everyone's losing their fucking mind thinking it's real. I wouldn't mind that. I think he would actually do all right. 
he's the same height as the actual Wolverine, so I'm cool with that. I think he just needs to bulk the fuck up. Oh well, sure. He's got the fish wire. I don't. I mean, I, I've always kind of been like Daniel Radcliffe would be good in a. Oh, that's cute. Good for them. Um, going back to the Back to the Future, do you guys? Obviously, the 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 music. We haven't even touched on the music. Oh God, Huey Lewis. Yeah. Do you remember Huey Lewis as a cameo in the movie? Yeah, he's the judge of the uh, battle of the bands or the audition right. for the the thing where he's got the microphone because you're just too damn loud. Yeah. That's right. who Michael J. Fox should play in the reboot. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good role for him too. If they if they did like like to, if if we were giving him like that cameo role, yeah, that'd be good. Either that or Strickland, yeah. either one I think would mm-hmm. work. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but just for the fact that this is a Spielberg film. And well, it's not—it's not technically Spielberg film. He produced it, but it's always been regarded as a Spielberg-esque film. Sure. Right. How amazing is it that you're told? Like, we're all totally okay that this is not John Williams' score. Like, this is like Alan Silvestri is such an amazing score mm-hmm. that you're like, oh well, it's not John Williams, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, then if you go up to Ready Player One, that's who did the the score for Ready Player One was Sylvester right. because John Williams was unavailable. I think he was doing Last Jedi at the time. Yeah. Boo. I mean, I, I love the score for, for fucking uh, Back to the Future, but my all-time favorite is the little jingle. Like the little chime? It, the chime thing that we yeah. talked about when we did the Ready Player One episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when he throws his Zemeckis cube, yeah. it does that noise. That fills me with so much fucking like, oh, yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they do it in the beginning of the movie before like even goes to the credits, yep. like a screen's blocking like, yeah, fucking love that. They they do it a couple. I I noticed that too when I went back to watch it. Like that that little jingle, if you will, for lack of a better word, pops up in a couple of places throughout the series, mm-hmm. like yeah. throughout the movies. Like and they're, they're it's very subdued. Like it's it's underneath on purpose, but yeah. it's really it's really neat. Um, I'm not gonna lie, both those Huey Lewis songs are still on my iPod. Oh, totally. <laughs> Totally. Back in time in Power of Love? Yeah. Sure. No doubt. Great songs. And they also have like Mr. Sandman on there. Oh, yeah. The original. Uh-huh. Well, that's, yeah, the original Mr. Is it, Sandman. Is it the original? That's not the original. It, no. Yeah, I don't no. think it's the original. The original is by the Cordettes, the female group. This yeah. is the male oh, remix. Right, right. The, right. the cover. And then you got Davy Jones playing when he goes into the, the, di- the diner, the cafe, whatever, mm-hmm. in, the, in 55. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, they, it might be as close to perfect as you can get. The soundtrack and the score, yeah. The whole. Well, the whole movie. The, the, whole, fir- the first one, yeah. It's, yeah. it's completely flawless, even though there's continuity errors. We'll just throw them to the side, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> because well, the you're... continuity errors that I pointed out were all from the second one, really, so. Yeah, true. So, which is why sometimes there's proof that you shouldn't make more than one, but. They if they got lucky here, yeah. they got they did they, are they did re- they got very fucking lucky because you know going back to what I said earlier about the Matrix like a lot of people shit on two and three I love them and that's another conversation mm. for another day but like you can't really shit on two and three of Back to the Future you may not like westerns like Rico and that's fine and I'm not even saying anything negative on him I'm just saying that like if, even if that's even if you don't like westerns you can still enjoy that Back to the Future as opposed to watching like you know, a Clint Eastwood movie from that time or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Westerns I liked were always weird ones. Like little big man. Right. Was like, my, was my favorite. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Western guy either. Like I, I yeah. don't like red dead redemption. 
Like that's not. We just traded well, in our I, copy. I, I'm the opposite. God. I love Red Dead Redemption, but I'm not a fan of the Western movies. That, that's my. Uh, it would be the one part of history where I'd be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Well, you're just what a mean? fucking walking enigma, Rico. You're I don't know just, what to tell you. Well, I'm a walking gimp. I know it. It's okay. It's fine. It happens. I, 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 I stopped myself, dude. Like, I was about <laughs> to fucking make a joke, and I'm like, oh, no. No, it. Hey, look, look. We talked the other day. The only one I had an issue was the jogging one. Everything else is good. Um, well, I was about to say, like, well, at least I, I could fucking walk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I never told you the story about the time I fell in the store at Sam Goody and fell to the beat of the music. So there you go. I I hit the ground and jumped up, and it literally was to the beat of the song playing in the background. <laughs> so you were the bass drop. Conversation. What's that? Because that's not something that would ever come up in conversation. Oh, I bring it up all the time. We just haven't hit that topic. So, um, I hit that topic when you hit the fucking floor. Yeah, basically. So, all right, we we are really like we're stretching this uh, out. Yeah, we, I know. We, I think I th- unless Mike, unless you have anything else, I think we're we're good here. Yeah, Mike, save save us or or end us. That's, yeah. that's okay. your job, right? After watching like everything, I just wish they would have changed like one thing. Like, okay, What's maybe, that? maybe like ended it on a positive note and make the Biff character, you know, a better person. Well, they kind of did. No, he goes to jail. He like they arrest him in 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 the old west. Oh, Buford. And, yeah, yeah. Well, like, the Biff character altogether, like maybe like make him like a. Right, nicer but the eighty-five one is is happier, a little more, you know, energetic. He's got that. Detailing, like you remember, because yeah. he's like, "Oh, Mister uh, Mister McFly, here's your book. Your book's here." Like he's that that guy. Yeah, but it's kind of all fake, though. I think. You think so? Yeah, because yeah. in the yeah, second, he's scheming. In the second one, when he sees the uh, the Delorean fly away, he gets this like mean face, like a Delorean. Yeah, like yeah, his like true. anger no, dude, comes I, back. Yeah, I gotta start with Mike. He he is scheming. He is he's putting up a front. He's he. I guarantee, as soon as opportunity two opportunity strikes, he will probably try to. Fuck over George to win Lorraine again. Yeah, and maybe they did it on purpose, you know, to keep it open for quasi. another one. Yeah, I mean, even though no, they say because never then do they, it. they wouldn't have said uh, to be. Uh, it just it said at the end, yeah. like what concluded? They said the end. They said the end. The end. Says, yeah, yeah. They they said fuck you guys. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you got a point, Mike. I don't know. I I don't know. Just like rewatching everything, like at the very end, I was like, oh, oh sure. I wish they you know did something different with Biff, like. He's actually a cool guy, and maybe they're friends with the, He's friends with the family, rather than like still kind of like an enemy. Yeah. 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 I mean, how about the fact that Texaco doesn't exist anymore? I remember mm. that. I pointed that out. I remember right. talking to Deb. Did they show I gas prices ending, in there? A, a positive ending is that kid gets to finally go pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We really thank you for listening. And the- hey, everybody. CJ and Rico are over here. What's going on, man? We Yo, um same old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just needed to take an extra second to give some love to Mike, who was on this episode with us. He finally in a row. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's been working diligently on our new graphic that hopefully you guys are staring at as you're listening to this because it should be on your respective device. Um, and that's all Mike's handiwork. And he did a really, really good job, and we wanted to give him some love for the work he did because he did not charge us for it either, which was nice. 
absolutely it is the best work that we've never paid for yes yeah so which is usually the best work usually and i think we were fair and reasonable but we certainly did send him a couple like drafts back so i was yeah i was worried about getting annoying and being like no i want a cigarette in my hand he's just like and then like i in my back in back of my head i'm thinking my what if i quit fuck well fuck it it'll be part of your gimmick um just like mark mark's from the oscar episode has a graphic he uses for his twitch thing and it's a it's him in a hockey mask smoking a cigarette, and he actually can't smoke anymore. He still uses it, so don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Andrew Dice Clay fucking quit. He he, he still holds a fucking unlit cigarette. Just, oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Um, oh! But, oh, hey. But no, Mike, hey. thanks. Yeah, we, we came on to thank Mike, and we've just said, fuck you, we're going to talk about Andrew Dice Clay. Um, <laughs> so, Mike, anyway, thanks for thanks for the graphics and stuff. We do we do appreciate it. Um. And yeah, in all seriousness, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, he, if you had a website or something, I'd plug it, but you don't. So, <laughs> um, if you ever say anything so, up, let us know. And we'll make sure we get it plugged for you. Yeah, if you want to fucking thank Mike for us, hit us up and we'll pass along the message. Definitely. We can definitely pass it on to Mike because um, our work is amazing. He He really... We gave him a very vague concept of what we wanted, and he gave it to us pretty much dead on. So, I uh, yeah, and, and then we kept going back to with details, like, oh no, we want this now, yeah, <laughs> right. So, but he was a, he was a great sport about it, and he gave us a great piece of work, and I I'm gonna be forever grateful, regardless of where this show goes. So I, I I'm very thankful for it. Me too. So that's all we wanted to say. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Talk to you later. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. No, 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 Marty. Both you and Jennifer turn out fine. It's your kids, Marty. Something has got to be done about your kids.
coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.